Jumper cables. Look at this hideous freak of a human being, and I, that's a—he's not a human being. It's, oh, he's got a battery, Jr. What, is, what the hell is Kane thinking? Shane is helpless. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 31 of the Ruthless Aggression Era podcast. The only place where we decipher and dictate the era that rose out of the ashes of attitude and delivered us a very close encounter with a man's bollocks getting fried by a car battery. As it is time to build to another Raw exclusive pay-per-view, Unforgiven 2003, as we take a look at the Raw and Smackdowns on the back of SummerSlam. As always, I'm your host Dave Burnham and joining me is Big Sexy himself, Michael Rag. Good afternoon. How are you doing? How are we doing? Excited? For Smackdown, yes. Are you excited to see a man's balls get fried and then the hero that comes out to save him is more interested in going, Rob, Van, Dam, while you see in the same shot, we will get to this, we've skipped ahead, Shane dangling. It's it's, for me, it's one of the greatest shots that we've seen so far. Better than when Kane slash Triple H was having... His, intercourse his peace with, with Kate with Katie Vick it was, so, it was brilliant it was so good because you just saw you could still see Shane proper screaming and dangling and hanging there where RVD is fucking pandering to the crowd <laughs> so it is time you've got to do your pandas you got to do your pandas no well you've got to he's trying to make him sure he's still he always that is with Rob Van Damme after every move he like wants someone to go well done Rob I like, just look around and go, make him go like that. It's like, yeah, that's me. Yeah, that's me. Remember who did that. So the build, SmackDown. So much better. It's been the one that you've been looking for from the start. It's the the Mike's favourite match, SmackDown ever match. Is that? Yes, it yeah? is. We we are looking. I'm looking forward to this very much. Was the build up towards that match how you remembered it from when you were pretty in much? The... I didn't remember the end of the Undertaker angle match. Uh, but I remembered what happened later in that episode with Zach Gowan. Yeah. God bless. <laughs> bless his fucking heart. He's just... 
I, it was, we covered it last time, and it was like, WB are like, yeah, yeah, we'll give you contracts. <laughs> kill you. Raw, <laughs> uh, on the other hand, though, it's been an odd one to say it's the build to their pay-per-view. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the go-home for Raw, especially. Um, you wouldn't have thought there was a pay-per-view less than a week away. No. But that's... it's. Didn't we say this leading up to Bad Blood, though? It was like, you wouldn't think that the pay-per-view is only their show. Mm. You wouldn't you wouldn't look what's going on in a month's worth of Raws and think, well, that's enough content to fill an actual pay-per-view that's going to make people want to really invest their time and their money. Which is, that's the key, it's the money, isn't it? It's, uh... Shall we begin? I think we might have to. Raw 25th of August then, 2003. We are slowly, slowly getting towards the end of this year. This year's felt like it's been a part of my life for a long time. This year's took about five years. <laughs> We're live from Tuscan, Arizona. Your host, for now, a JR and the King. For that now. was the thing, is I started watching this. Well, it was more when Coach turned, when he turned into Coach Cunt. And I was like, oh no, this is when Al Snow becomes a commentator. I was like, oh shit, I remember this. Yeah. Oh, this is that match. And then I've like, suddenly I've all the pieces clicked together in my mind. And I was like, oh, this is that month. And it's like, oh. And then, but I'd never, ever put them both together back then. The, the same month was when we had the Ironman match, which I remember so fondly of back then. It's one of the SmackDown standout matches that yeah. I don't think it's covered enough. Um, in, when you talk uh, Angle Lesnar, people always talk about Mania. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And sometimes they talk about SummerSlam. Yeah. This is the match that people should be talking about. If it was on a pay-per-view. That's why. If we didn't have 16,000 advert breaks. But we will get to that when we get onto the blue stuff a little bit later. Uh, Goldberg, he makes his uh, entrance and we get some massive pop straight away to challenge Triple H for the title at Unforgiven. Triple H, though, he declines because he's only triumphed over five other people. I don't really want... It was one of those Vince McMahon's wardrobe. <laughs> all evolution. What's evolution? They're all wearing They've Vince's They've gone on a holiday Vince. They've all gone shopping together. What is it with 2003... Loose as fuck fitting shirts. Do you know what I mean? They are hanging. Big Show eventually starts wearing it's, one. It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, we get a bit of back and forth. Goldberg obviously threatens to stalk him. He, brilliant. He says threatens to stalk him until he gets what he wants. It's like, I would have loved to have seen that happen. Just for a couple of weeks. And like not even 24 hours after, you've now got Evolution, all four members. Well, four members, all three members. Sorry, Dave. I still talk about you like you're here. Like, fucking drag. Yeah, we wish you were here. We miss you. Nice How amazing was he on SmackDown? Oh, my Lord. I posted a picture to the page, a video to the page. They all come out. And I swear to God, I thought Metallia got fucked up. Batista doing his pause in it's slow large. motion. It's like he is milking every minute. He loves it. He's missed it. He's missed it. Yeah. He actually, I think, as much as he came across a little bit bitter from his last run, so I think he wanted a bit more. Mm. But unfortunately, we were in the era of the fucking Yes movement and Daniel Bryan was getting put over. Everyone had adored that storyline, the whole thing where he, he did take a ele massive element of uh, realism. It was the so many people. underdog story, yeah, really. Yeah, definitely. And it proves that if mass... Uh, the internet wrestling community is so fucking big that if they actually do one day stop bickering with each other and work together, change can happen. Because Brian was not going to get put in. That was some big, roidy Vince McMahon wank 
was that WrestleMania with Orton, Triple H, and Batista. Yeah, Daniel Bryan, this little vanilla midget, was not going to get anywhere near that until the fans actually fucking started. Like, there's so many. You see it on the internet. It's so funny where you'll actually see wrestling minds. Because a lot of fans will have quite the wrestling mind because it's like a football fan will have a football in mind. A, a, a music fan has a music mind. Um, but they're constantly arguing amongst themselves that no point is actually going to ever get changed. You know, no. Unless something like everyone just bands together and everyone wanted Brian to just avenge that shitty 13-second bollocks against Sheamus or whatever the second yeah. it was. And that was the big thing. He, he deserved so much more. He was quintessential indie darling. Like I used to watch... I think I brought this up in the past. I used to watch that live TV on cable. Yeah. And Daniel Bryan, when he was the American Dragon, was on there. And he was like fighting against some proper, terrible English indie wrestlers. And you've got this star that's there. And why shouldn't, why is not he, I'm, why am I not tuning to Sunday Night Eating seeing him? Granted, you do if you tune in like four years later, five years later, velocity. or like a bit of velocity. But yeah, it's, it's, the it's fans, fans work. Oh yeah, but going back to what I was saying, we, we segued massively then. I would love for, like, for Evolution to be proper shit scared of Goldberg for a couple of nights. Yeah. And they can't even have a drink without looking over their shoulder. And they get startled by things that aren't Goldberg but look like Goldberg. Like they see the back of Austin and the shit themselves thinking it's Goldberg. You know, just little things like that. And it would have been funny that. Or even just a bold crew guy. Yeah, just anybody. Just anybody. Or just a fan. And they'll probably get fucking startled by a fan that looks like Goldberg. A shadow that looks like Goldberg. Shadow, exactly. Exactly. Uh, Triple H, so he says he'll give him a shot, but not tonight. At Unforgiven. Uh, but Goldberg has to put his career on the line. And not just the usual retirement where you go to a second-rate promotion like SmackDown. I honestly thought for a second he was going to say TNA. I really did. Yeah, TNA's not... It's not second rate, yet. it's not going to name it, it's still... Yeah, you're going to go to a second rate program, uh, promotion like NWA TNA. <laughs> but, but it's, it's not second rate. seen any uh, wrestling before, so what you had. Yeah, yeah, it's usually title versus career. They always go one way. When you've usually. just re-signed a guy to a massive new money deal. Hmm, it could be the end. It could be game over. Yeah. All I feel like I've known in my life is Triple H World Champion <laughs> and just destroying all these WCW dudes. He was the world champion and then Michael's had it for less than a month. Yeah, oh, I remember when Michael's had it. He had it for a couple of weeks, didn't he? Uh, Best gym match so far. Uh, oh, damn, fucking leap. Fuck, 10, 100%. 100% best. Best gym for a while. Oh, 100%. 100%. Uh, first match of the night. Trish Stratus versus Gail Kim. Uh, the Bulldog gets the victory in about four minutes. Uh, Trish was looking very... Um, voluptuous. I'll, I'll see you in 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they kept it quite basic. Um, it kind of worked. And then Molly comes in at the end, lays out Trish and gives that Gail the evil eye to like, come and run with me sort of thing. Obviously, we've seen Gail turn herself. Yeah, but the Gail, Kim pushes this, where we're going with it now? Because she came in like fire. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Speaking of fire and pushes... Becky Lynch, oh my god! Hey, how good was that fucking promo against Edge? Get out of my ring and make sure you don't hurt your neck when you get out. And the fans are popping for her dicking on Edge. Yeah, she is over. Sure she is over. Yeah, I, I'm not saying I'm not disagreeing. But this is over, over. Yeah. This is over, over, over. Teddy Long joins us and announces the newest member of the fucking and bugging. Even though it's not fucking and bugging yet, it's still not got a name. 
Mark fucking Henry, the with, debut of the sexual chocolate one himself on the Art Era era. But with most because fuck Very music. much so. Very I we're still three years away from three. One thing I, mafia. I kind of remember during this run of Henry is the cage stuff and where yeah. he, him and Batista have that botch where he pushes Batista and Batista has to jump. Um but I always remember the cage bit. Um the cage was fucking brilliant. Where he rips door. Where he rips door off. Um but this I always remember this original Raw run. I meet it with sadness. I don't remember it. I don't in a in a nice at way all. at all. It's anything associated to Rodney Mack in this this time frame doesn't end well. Well, it's not even Rodney Mack. It's that referee. If anyone's associated to fucking Teddy Long, it's D'Lo Brown. D'Lo fucking Brown started gone. Right? Where's Jazz these days? Gone. Right? I don't. I, I'm not feeling good for Rodney Mack. I don't no. think he's going to be around for... He's not world champion fodder. He's not even in the continental um, fodder. Mark Henry, at this period of time, has come back off a run being sexual chocolate. Good luck to him. <laughs> but yeah, Mark Henry, no that We do need a bit more star power to an extent. Mark Henry is a name. He's yeah. been around for a few years. It can only mean good things. Fingers fucking crossed. So Fingers we're going to call crossed. these now Mark and Mackatuck. The Markham, oh, I like it. I, I was just gonna go Emery and Rodney. <laughs> so the Markham Mac attack, Henry and Rodney can cooperate in both. Uh, going up against the newest tag team on row of Garrison Cade and Mark Jindal. Who else is it gonna be? <laughs> There's nobody else. Ever. La Resistance and Dudley's are still tied up with La Resistance and Dudley stuff. And with no regal for fucking ever. We've only got Hurricane and Rosie. Lance they? Storm's trying to be gold dust. That is quite funny in a bit. Last time he is funny, uh, but yeah, there's Christian Vim and C's not together anymore. They're scrapping against each other. It's where's your tag team? Three minute one is gone. There's one's team Hurricane, one's down in OVW getting face painted. The fucking uh, Hurricane and Rosa, they're having all these segments. No one's actually wrestling in tag team action. It's not this show, but no, but it's that's what I mean though. It's. Uh, you're pushing not this show. It should be every show. Yeah. You're pushing guys as a tag team. Bill Stone. It's not pushing. They're not pushing them as Hurricane to be Rosie's manager. Do you know what I mean? You're pushing them as a tag team. I, I don't get. I don't get it. But I don't. I've not understood a lot of this for a long time. Mark Henry obviously gets the win. He blocks a high cross body into what will be known as the the world's uh, strongest, world strongest slam. And it was just a what a slam by Mark Henry. <laughs> so the what a slam gets the win in two minutes. We're about fucking right for that, isn't it, really, to be fair. Uh, we got backstage and we've got Dust Storm. Comedy. <laughs> Love it. Goals. Love it. Uh, they're bickering about Mini Dust humping Landstone's leg. <laughs> fucking brilliant. Uh, we, and when we see Rosie, he's asking about a commotion that's going off in the ring, uh, but Lance has got his own problems. Rosie runs off to save the day, but it's just the t shirt fucking guy who's shooting. Uh, did you get all this on the network? You did, yeah. yeah. Um, and we got we see during the break that Rosie was destroying the poor guy. Is our uh, blessing. Then Hurricane comes out. He's like, "Fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, this is not how we do it." <laughs> but to be, fair, <laughs> to be fair, he is supposed to be shit, and he is doing quite a shit job. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose I don't know if that's supposed to be the joke. We get Steve Austin uh, segment with Stone Stone called himself everyone's favorite fifty GM. He's talking about being provoked by Coach and Bischoff at the pay-per-view and why he was forced to beat them up. 
Uh, Bischoff announces that he's going to award coach the employee of the month tonight and Austin yeah. better not interfere. Yeah, about that. <laughs> <laughs> Who won last month? Who won the month before? Who won the month before that? No, it's just a new, it's a new award, isn't it? Well, who's going to win next month then? Do, do they announce who wins it next month? I imagine Coach. I don't think they announce it. Sean Moore, Val Venus. He could be up for it. But I reckon, yeah, there you go. Chief Morley's won it in past, I bet you. Uh, we up next is another tag team affair. <sighs> Larry's just done some Dudley Boys. Again, but, this time but, we've got but, added but, element of Rob Conway. How do we know he's a wrestler? Because he's in his... I don't know. He's not his next serviceman. Yeah, that's all we know about him. He's an ex-serviceman. Who likes to dress up as a cameraman? And but how do we know he's a wrestler? Can he wrestle? How do we know? We'll find out. He introduced himself before the match and we find out his name is Rob Conway. As we've known from the start, but obviously they haven't. And he's just been that serviceman or that ex-serviceman because obviously we, we do respect the tenure that he did in well, the yeah, army. That fake serviceman. <laughs> Um, it's an American who is sickened by the disrespect of the tag champions. Americans are apparently ignorant, and they're the real terrorists. Ooh. Kind of right. <laughs> Let's not get political. No, 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 no. Let's no, not no, get no. political. It's a couple of years till Donald Trump invades us. Uh, Spike, runs in, Spike, though, he runs in to interfere while the Dudleys attack from behind, and we get a big brawl. Spike comes in with a stomp on Grenier, uh, but gets hot-shotted into the hill corner, and Dupre sets him up for Conway. He does nothing of note and gets bulldogged, Hot tag to Bubba, um, I guess you want to call it a hot tag. Uh, 3D onto Dupree, Spike gets the Dudley Dog onto Grenier. Devon dumps him onto Bubba and presses Spike onto Grenier outside. But Conway nails Bubba with the belt for the unoriginal finish in a couple of minutes, in about three minutes, I noted. All this does now is further extend it. We're getting another match because of another dusty finish. Yeah. That's all that tells me, and we're probably going to get a six-man. Six yeah, a little Spike gets thrown in. Up next, highlight real time, baby. Probably the only most enjoyable segment of this. Um, Jericho, we wanted the true story of what happened. He's, and his guest tonight is none other than Mrs. McMahon herself. Old stiff Linda. She's got no ounce of TV showmanship or whatever. Showwomanship, if that's a real thing. Equality matters and all that. But she's, she, she looks like office. She looks like... I get a staff. I get. Job, I get a gimmick because a gimmick. She looks like office staff. She looks like what she should she be. She looks like head of HR. Yeah, but there is no. You can just. She's a charisma vacuum. He's <laughs> all in the yeah. man. Um, he wants to know though. He wants to know what's happened. He, did you make it to the bedroom? Did you do the hibbity bibbity? <laughs> did you do it like two jackrabbits? Ho ho ho! Just fuck out pissing myself. And then Linda's smiling. I don't know if she's smiling at Jericho's mannerisms. I think she's just corpsing. Oh, did it actually happen? I think and she's just did laughing at Jericho. Eric Bischoff do the hibbity bibbity bibbity with Linda McMahon. I think she's just laughing at Jericho. I'm hoping she is. She proper broke character, didn't she? Yeah. She proper fucking broke character and just pissed herself. She got really in a you know cultural case as well. Oh, because she did. Because it would have turned to Vince and say, your missus has got to be so serious for this. I'm going to make her laugh her bollocks off. Watch this. And he got so close in the face. Hibbity, bibbity, bibbity. <laughs> so good. Uh, two Jack Rabbits. Ho, ho, ho. Linda, you're looking as elegant as ever. You got the beautiful bling bling on. But we want to know, Linda. 
We want to know the true story of what happened last week after the cameras went off the air on Raw. We want to know, did you make it to the bedroom? Did you do the hibbity dibbity? Huh? Did you do what Bischoff said and make it like two Arizona jackrabbits? Ho, 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 ho! Is it true? Oh, Chris. Chris, the truth is that Eric Bischoff is a very creative liar. Uh-oh. Shortly after we went off the air, security came escorted Eric Bischoff off the property. But you know what? Nonetheless, Eric acted in a lecherous and unprofessional manner, and that calls for consequences. Uh-oh. Consequences? Now, I've thought about firing Eric. Oh. But truthfully, my sense is that Vince would come along right behind me and rehire him just to stick it to Shane. So I've decided that... Wait, wait a minute. What the hell is this? I can't... Linda, though, the truth is that Eric Bischoff is a very creative liar. Uh, and we found out that security got rid of Bish. Eric, though, he acted in a lecherous and unprofessional manner, and she calls for consequences. Um, she thinks about firing Eric, and the fans boo. I found that I don't know. Yeah. You would have thought they would have cheered. I don't know the fans, but I do enjoy the, and um, we spoke about it many a times, I enjoy the camaraderie between uh, Bischoff and Austin. Yeah, because there's actual animosity. There's actual, they hate each other. But they, you can tell they actually do enjoy working together. There is a lot of comedy thrown mm. in, and they do bounce off each other quite well. It does well. I bet Vince is very much well. Vince obviously bit the fucking bullet to employ Bischoff in the first time. So if that could happen, he's like, well, you're yeah. working together, and this is what we're doing, and you're funny, and you're funny, and together we can make this fucking hilarious. And literally, Austin, he's done it week after week after week. He comes out as a beer, takes piss out of Bischoff, stuns some fucker, fucks off, and it's. And I said at the start, I didn't want to get bored. I knew this is how it was going to come out. I know you, I, I didn't want to get bored of this whole looking back again yeah. and not having the youthful excitement about seeing Austin, who I still desperately wanted to see wrestle again. I would still love to see Austin wrestle, and I still believe oh, that he could still do still. a job because he was never the stunning Steve Austin wrestler of the US champion WCW was not Stone Cold Steve Austin of 98, 99, 2000, 2001 WWE, WWF. He kicked and punched and stomped and headbutted. And occasionally drops a uh, middle rope fucking elbow. Do you know what I mean? He didn't need to wrestle, but I imagine the knees would still take quite an impact from anything he does. Yeah. But I still would love him seeing because he still looks like, he still looks fit. Oh, he still gives you shit. Yeah, of course he does. He does that Rhythm School Red show. Yeah. Uh, Linda, though, she says she thinks Vince would rehire him instantly just to spy him because of Shane. Yeah. Um, obviously, Shane it's, Shane, it's very much Shane and Linda versus the world, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Vince proper hates his family. And Stephanie couldn't really give a fuck. She's not really getting involved. She's got too much shit going down on SmackDown. Yeah. She needs to get involved in this. Um, it, but it is older. Big Bollocks himself in another oversized shirt. As Vince, still on holiday. Uh, he's still on holiday. Uh, Jerry gets all excited. Um, he's got but balls, JR. Big balls. And he's like, he's getting so excited. Vince, 
People love Vince. People want to love. People love screaming asshole at Vince McMahon. They adore him. Absolutely. He takes it and dishes it back. Yeah. Uh, Vince has decided that there's no repercussions against Bischoff. He was the one actually that invited Bischoff into his home. He's like, what the fuck? You invited a man into your home to rape your wife. That's messed up, Vince. I know you kidnapped your daughter and that, and it was me all along, and the higher power and yeah, all that was, shit. He wa- he this is a bit sickness. Steph to go he to did want say. Steph to be like, fuck mother of Shane's kid and that, but this is sick. He wants Bischoff to... He, Bischoff tried to fuck him financially over years, and now he wants him to fuck his wife. It's a bit fucking... I know he's fucking same, and we keep, we've mentioned it is a step up, but that's a bit grim, that... Uh, that, that's, we're dropping a bit low here. Uh, Vince says she's not a victim. Vince is the victim. And even Jerry's shocked. Jerry even broke character. So I always sides with Vince. Jerry's like, no, he's Vince. no, you're not Vince. <laughs> no, you're not. There's no victims in this. Probably Sable, she's the victim. She probably wants Vince all to himself, all to himself <laughs> when she whips her cock well, out <laughs> and we're away. Well, well let's uh, park right there. Vince says he's a victim of Linda. He's a victim of a failed marriage. I'm a victim of what came out of your demon-infested womb. And what came out of your demon-infested womb. That was a brilliant line. Yeah. That was a brilliant line. But I did want him to say vagina. I saw your demon-infested vagina. I just don't know why. It would have been better. Yeah, it just would have come across a bit better. He says that Linda has turned the kids against him. Maybe like kidnapping your daughter. Yeah. Uh, kicking fuck out of your son numerous times. I don't think Linda had anything to do with turning the children against you, no. Vince. Yeah. Fucking Sable in your daughter's office. <laughs> that probably doesn't help matters. Uh, Linda, she says, Vince needs to see a quack, which gets a massive pop. Uh, and Vince said he needs help. He said he needs help from his kids to stop being a cunt. Uh, Vince said he feels like Kane. Uh, and then here comes the money. Here comes Shano wearing an equally sexy shirt as his pops. They're another... Baggy 2000 shirt, these loose fitting shirts. What is with the loose fitting shirts? Yeah. Um, I've not noticed though that Shane's promo has vastly increased over the years. He yeah. goes like, My father. He's like, He breaks all his words up when he's talking. He's like, uh, His promos have improved so much. Uh, Jericho always not happy and he starts sucking up to Vince. Um, <laughs> he calls Shane, You spoiled brat, sanctimonious son of a bitch. And Vince, like, got a semi when he said it. Vince got such a smile. Um, Jerry, was he calling that Linda? (laughs) Um, He says, that man is the father, you asshole. Uh, And he says, no, Chris, that asshole happens to be my father, which was a fucking brilliant... I know I slagged on his promos a second ago. That was a brilliant delivered line. That was a brilliant line. Uh, Vince and Shane face off, but Y2J gets there with a cheap shot. Um, I smell a match. Uh, JL though, he says this show's going to hell. Yeah, you've got Shane Man vs. Joker in your main event. You think? <laughs> and Vince then does announce Jericho versus Shane for a little bit later. Up next, Randy Orton versus not so main event Maven. But main event Maven has Shawn Michaels with him in his corner, which then makes but, him main event Maven again. Did you notice? Flair was accompanying Orton, they came out together. Maven. Gets halfway down. I ain't man. coming out with that fucker. We're not. Shawn Michaels is not going to lower himself to come out to that, even though I do think he's a sick theme tune, to Maven's theme. He wants to come out he has come to, to sexy, sexy Boy. boy. He has. And Maven could have not come out to Sexy Boy for a match 
with included Maven, a singles match. So what if the Maven Med Maven looked like like Michael's protege, and we can't be going down that route. <laughs> uh, Orton, um, he gets the win in around five minutes or so, but opts to finish with his own version of the switching music. Better superkick than Young Bucks. Oh fucking no, oh, God. It's not even go there, Michael G. Let's not even fucking go there. Uh, Bischoff then, he comes out to present the Employee of the Month Award to Cunt uh, Coach. Coach goes on and on and on about how he wants an apology. And then Christian joins him, also wants an apology for not being booked on the pay-per-view. Austin then joins us to give Coach a piece of his mind. And Coach responds by mocking King and JR. This somehow leads to Christian versus Jerry for the IC title. This is why King always (laughs) signs gear. (laughs) It has to be. <laughs> he finally gets a match. We have said it since the start. I swear this is JR's first match, singles match, since we've started this journey. And JR sits in his... JR... The King. Twice. The King sits in his gear for one reason and one reason only. For moments like this. <laughs> Just like when he went against The Miz in 2010, 11 or something. 11. 11 and I was like, I actually... I, I don't know something part of me thought that they actually were going to put the title on Jerry. Could you that imagine? It was just going to just prove that sitting in your gear, waiting to go. World title around it. Yeah, I definitely. Why did they not do that? I don't know. I, I, no, they did the right option. Why, or oh why, or oh why, or oh why, did they have a champion involved in a main event WrestleMania match that included himself that had fuck all to do with him? Mm. That's all the Miz was. The Miz were just needed somebody for The Rock to help interfere and the fact that he went over did not help him at all he went over against Cena at Mania for a world title and it didn't help him he's not a world title match what is that what do you know what I mean what is that all about it's been plenty of money in the bank and elimination chamber matches but never had a one on one yeah and that's the worst thing he's like Miz has never been given a chance again he's never been given that main event shot again it was like something failed that miserably that it was like no done even though he deserves it. Of course, I think he's one of the greatest heels that they've got at the minute. He's so, his might work, his work ethic. To go from some fucking reality tough enough kid to go through a bit of indies to then be fucking uh, banished from the locker room for his, because uh, the, the big, like rough fucking dickheads of Bradshaw and Alcarale, he weren't one of us. Do you know what I mean? So they, And didn't he fucking, he did something to somebody. Is he not eat chicken in fucking Mark Henry, in Mark Henry's bag or something. Stupid like that. And they were like banished him from the locker room. And to do all that, to turn around to one of the top guys who represents the company on their PR stuff, their marketing stuff. He's a top man. I love him. Miz, Miz is fucking brilliant. So it's IC time. Christian versus Jerry Lawler. Um, Lawler chases after the coach who gets involved. Uh, of course he gets rolled up. He was, that's how he's, he's always going to go over. Four minutes, Christian retains. Uh, off, yeah, seriously. Christian needs Jonathan Coachman to help him win a match. Against... A commentator. A pensioner. Uh, exactly. That just doesn't make fucking sense. And then we get Coach interviewing Christian about his hard-fought win tonight. Austin then makes Coachman versus Lawler next week. That, my friend, is money. Because everyone wants to see Coach get his ass kicked. I'm telling you. So, Jerry Lawler is going to get on a streak. We've had Bischoff's streak. This is now potentially going to be Lawler's streak. Fuck my life. Fuck my Smackdown's got Iron Man and shit like that going on. This has got fucking Coach versus Lawler. But I'm still Team Red. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, I still like the cheesy shite. And yeah, fuck See, it. I'm up for it. Fuck it. It's main event time. 
It's Jericho against Shane McMahon. Yes, everyone, that is your main event. Another Kane sighting. Uh, he comes out, he chokeslams Shane straight to hell. That apparently, though, is enough, and then just leaves straight away. Uh, but Jericho has now disappeared from the face of this earth. No, yeah. Jericho disappears. I don't know where he goes. I hope he's okay. Shane, though, he follows... He'll be back, He'll be back next episode. Yeah, probably. Shane, though, he starts following Kane. Kane just walking away. He chokeslams Shane, just fucks off and walks away. We finally get backstage into, like, the, the car park, or the parking lot, for our American friends, uh, where Kane lays him out from behind, and they fight on top of a bin, or a dumpster, or a trash can. A, a big-ass fucking bin. Yeah. Skip. A skip. And now it is time for another episode of Cooking with Kane. A couple of weeks ago, we showed you how to make the perfect Oklahoma prime fried rib. <laughs> this week is going to turn the notches up a little bit, and we're going to get a nice Connecticut Calcutta steak. Yeah. <laughs> Young Shane man, bless his heart. He's in for a fucking warm night. So, kid, get out a bit of petrol or gasoline. I and I don't gasoline. know it's gasoline. He says, he it, on says it on the fucking can. And what makes me laugh, he starts pouring. He starts pouring petrol in. And he gets bored of pouring. Ah, fuck it. Start launching these canisters in. The inevitable happens. He brings out a lighter. Poof! Pyro saying that went up incredibly fast to say you only pour a little bit. Yeah. Them cans would have taken a lot for them to have gone poof. And there were no bang. There were no bang, it was just a poof. Because there was no containers in there. Yeah, we had so fire. Maybe it was full of like loads of paper and stuff like that and just instantly caught, I don't know, loads of dry leaves and dry grass. Dry straw and that. But Shane manages to get the upper hand and oh my lordy, Kane is going to feel this one. Them scars are going to get scars. As Kane takes a ride into the bin slash skip slash container slash trash can. And, uh, yeah, he goes straight to... We only uh, see the fall, though, from one angle. Straight to hell. JR, uh, he goes, uh, he calls him a hideous freak. Which I love how JR is. He tries always to sit on the fence and play mm. nice. Every now and again, he goes in very hard on someone. And obviously, this kid, this kid tried to turn him into a burger. So, fair play. Then uh, Shane... Told Sweet him to... Shane music afterwards. And Shane turns to him and says... Burn in hell. You, you son, son of a bitch! bitch. As uh, Rogue goes off the air, great ending. Yeah. Terrible show, great ending. That, that's literally what I've put. Someone please get out. Will someone please help Shane? Feel my pain! Someone please help this kid. We got him! Security! Please security! Meh episode, but the ending was pretty cool. Yeah, the ending was brilliant. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Um, but yeah, the episode itself, fucking meh. So then, on to SmackDown, 28th of August. We've come off the back of a successful SummerSlam, the SmackDown brand. Based. Yeah, their matches were probably better. Than, yeah. Granted, the Elimination Chamber took so much uh, time and folks away. But I'll probably say, because of the Chamber itself... It took all the top guys away from potential one-on-ones. SmackDown probably came out better yeah. on SummerSlam. Uh, so it's time for their two-month build to the next pay-per-view. It's a pretty good build. Uh, yeah, it's got a certain match that happened quite over a long period of time. 
It's 20th of August. We are, Where are we? taped from El Paso, Texas. You know who's getting you the pop tonight. You know who's getting the pop, and you know who comes out first. Latino heat himself. And what a fucking water pop. Entrance. Bouncing that low rider out. He's got hydraulics turned up to five. That comes bouncing out and one. That is a world title. That reminded me of the entrance of the day after, after no he won the title. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was also in El Paso. Yeah. Oh, is it? Oh, there you go then. Eddie, though, he decides to park up and walk inside. Uh, he appears in the crowd. Massive pop. In his street clothes. Which I always love when a wrestler's not wrestling, you should be in your non wrestling clothes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, apart from Stephen Richards or Jerry Lawler. Because you never know when you might get called up. You never know. Eddie gets on the mic and talks about how his great-grandma, she cheated on getting her citizenship into the US by beating another grandma down and stealing her test answers. I want to meet his great-grandma. Brilliant. Uh, John Cena comes out um, with a massive heel pop. It was Anyone could have come out that. Yeah. Then. Anyone could have come out, we're going to get destroyed. A newborn our, baby could have yeah, come out. Yeah, our boy is in the ring. Chavo could have come out and potentially get a fucking boo. Rey Mysterio could have got booed and come out. Uh, Cena comes out and he raps on Eddie he calls him a wetback who doesn't deserve the US title because he isn't even American um, he raps on Eddie for being gay um, after the night you wouldn't walk right started with dinner ended with a movie and a cockfight that, that was a brilliant line right? a I did enjoy joke. that line uh, and so did Eddie because he yeah. kind of nodded with fair play kid that was a good line that um, Cena and Eddie agreed to have a US title match later on tonight Eddie though attacks Cena anyway and steals his jersey Eddie cuts his own rap Perfect promo. Perfect way. You had hometown boy looking yeah. strong. No one looked weak because they both got their little lines in. I quite, I'm quite looking forward to Eddie Grove versus John Cena. But you know for time. a fact, if Cena would beat Eddie in El Paso, oh my good God. he would have been murdered in the ring. Oh my good God. So we've had a promo that kicking off with Eddie and uh, Cena. First match of the night, we keep asking, they're starting to deliver cruiserweight stuff. This is how Bischoff did it back in the day. Why he's not doing this on Raw? Probably because Vince has more involvement on that. Because we can remember back in the day we covered the Mr. America stuff where yeah. he was more focused on that. That's not here anymore. Is Vince now gone back to his first job, Rose's baby, with his big riding monsters. Mm. The actual guys that can go. So we've got Rey Mysterio versus Nunzio. And probably the second biggest pop of the night. Perfect, perfect. But what is actually with Ray defending and that I didn't think people remembered. Uh, so it's Ray and Nunzio. Uh, Ray gets the win. Uh, he drops a dime for a win around four or five minutes. Good opener. Nunzio, though, continuing to be underused. Um, I did like his cut of the West Coast popped at Powerbomb. Uh, not us- usually see Nunzio get any like good counters. No, th- he's not booked ever as a, no. a guy that's any good. Who can win. <laughs> yeah, he needs his, he needs his roadie guys behind him, but that's the only way he's ever going to go over. Always been the case. Up next, Chris Benoit versus A-Train. I love how they went from match to advert to match. We didn't know segment, didn't know bollocks, straight to another match. Do you know what I mean? That's that's how it is. Uh, Train though is arguing towards the end of the match with a ref. He gets taken out for a crossface and taps in around four minutes. But his feet were under the ropes, so I guess we've got to still keep A Train strong. Because it is A Train, yeah. he, he still is the not top heel, not second top heel on the roster. Lesnar's top. Oh, sorry, on SmackDown. Lesnar top, Big Show second, then it's A Train. We've got to keep A-Train looking strong. Big yeah. Show's not reliable enough. Lesnar's tied up with Angle. If we're going to go if we're gonna go Benoit against A-Train, then I'm having a programme, A-Train can't be looking weak. Because Benoit will make him look weak. Do you know what I mean? Benoit's got to get bad. Because it was a screwy finish, it actually kept going. 
We're definitely going to go forward from week. this next next week, maybe. But we got backstage, and they've already made it backstage before we have. And Adrian questions Benoit's win. Rhino though takes up the opportunity to go on him through a door. You can't win. Absolutely. Cool. I like how Benoit slowly moved himself into a position. Because obviously Rhino off camera is probably going just a bit more. Just a bit more. And then boom. Great go. I love that with a good go. But that hallway was small as it was. Yeah. At the top of the stairs. There wasn't much room the other side of the, no. behind, the, behind the camera. Uh, so did Benoit not see Rhino? Of course. Of course. Yeah, so kayfabe. In kayfabe, he was too distracted by the... Uh, Aggression of A-Train to not notice Rhino. It's got to have been. Even though it was... It wasn't on his blind side. He would have been looking directly at him. It was a very small space. And Rhino has heavy feet. He makes quite the noise. And it was... As it was going at the same time. Ah, well. Elsewhere, we find out that someone jacked Eddie's tyre. I wonder who it is. The APA, though, they claim their innocence and Eddie, though, heads off on a warpath. Uh... Cena? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe. He's got that look about him. He looks like a thief. Yeah. Yeah. Not stereotyping American 90s gangsters, but... Or wannabe gangsters. But yeah, he's got the look of a thief. Then the real Brock Lesnar comes out to join us and he's pissed off about people telling him that he tapped out. It hurts his feelings, so he wants a rematch. It's been Basically. two days. Yeah. Basically what I got from that. It to him in two days? Uh, exactly. He come now, gonna make a big one. Undertaker, Undertaker, just like you told me this was happening. And it's always this time of year, yeah. into main event. Because this is building up to his uh, anniversary, his debut. No, this is building up to a time where Vince can give a fuck. Yeah. Like you've, you, like we've mentioned before, you brought, you bring up all the time, where between now and Rumble, it's no man's land. Yeah. It's just, yeah, there's no... It's an off season. Yeah, there's no focus. We still get weekly wrestling and monthly pay-per-views. They just—it's weird, but we are getting focused because oh, uh, Big Bully Bill's going to—it's uh, happening, isn't it? Yes. I'm probably crying me when I watch that. You know, I've so got used to Triple H walking around without belt. This is baby. I'm telling you, Undertaker—he says that he feels that Brock lost his shot, so someone else should step up and get the next one. Um, I heartily disagree. <laughs> I'd happily go Angle Lesnar one more time on pay-per-view. Mm -hmm. Not. Smackdown, not live. Undertaker, though, he feels it's been a long time since he got his shot. And then the big show joins us. Ah, oh, we're going far away. That's all I was thinking. We're going fatal far away at fucking no, it's no mercy. That's yeah. next, isn't it? Yeah. Um, big show, though, he has nothing really of any interest to say. And then Angle joins the party to save things. He makes a funny remark about pain and suffering from show's body order, which is quite funny. And then Steph, she comes out and makes a triple threat match for the title shot later tonight. Um, it was quite a lot of nothing to set up just the main event, where if you look at the Rose segment to set up their main event of Shane and Vin uh, Bischoff, that was very similar. Yeah. But it was a lot of nothing. That could have been congested into a minute or two to set all that up. It could have been a backstage thing. It didn't have to be everybody coming yeah, out. Taker and... had to come to the ring. Oh, of course so he did. Talk about his yard. Well, this is a very interesting situation here. You know something? I don't give a damn who I face. I'd love to make Brock Lesnar tap out one more time. Yeah. 
Undertaker, from the bottom of my heart, it would be an honor and a privilege to face you in the ring and make you tap in your own yard. Big Show, you're right about everything. You have caused me more pain and suffering just from your body odor alone. <laughs> now, I don't care how we settle this, but somebody better make up their mind right here tonight. Well, this is the person that can make decisions, huh? And make a punch too. The general manager of SmackDown, Stephanie McMahon. The owner, Mr. McMahon, is a, supposedly out of town on business. Stephanie's in charge. Well, Stephanie's coming out and she looks great as usual. Got a smirk on her face. What's the deal here? What is going on? mind seeing as how my father's not here tonight and I'm calling the shots see we're gonna settle this the old-fashioned way right here in this very ring the next superstar to face Kurt Angle excuse me listen don't be angry because you tapped out okay oh, Superstar to face Kurt Angle for the WWE Championship will be the winner of a triple threat match. Yeah. Tonight, it will be the big show versus Brock Lesnar versus The Undertaker. Right here in El Paso. Elsewhere, uh, John Cena, he promises that he isn't as low as people that would jack. Uh, so he's not robbed Eddie's tyre. I call bullshit. And it's time for a US title match. It is Eddie Guerrero versus John Cena. Cena comes off first. With Eddie's tyre. Uh, the ref, though, he gets bumped into Cena towards the end, allowing Eddie to get the frog splash for the two. Uh, we get a couple of rolling verticals, but uh, Cena goes low for the DQ around 15 minutes. And then Cena finishes the job with an FU onto the tyre. Uh, it doesn't look like it's hurt as much as it should. No. It kind of just bounced off it. I expected it to, I don't know. It's I all like good, to, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but still, I imagine you're getting still lifted up from a good height and coming down. It's, I imagine yeah. that even the bounce itself is going to hurt. I don't know. So it's not the fault, it's the sort of stop that hurts. Yeah. Wrestling. <laughs> Main event time. Number one contendership match. Lesnar, show, Undertaker. One question I have. Hit me. Before Angle comes out for commentary, yeah, there's that chair right next to Taz. Yeah, do them two not fucking notice the fucking <laughs> chair there? <laughs> very true, very true. Um, towards the end of the match, they fight up towards the top. Uh, Taker breaks up any suplex that might be going on, and then Brock whips him into show, who crotches him on the top. Brock sets up for another suplex, but Taker is the power bomb for the pin. Uh, so in around 15 minutes or so I think it was we're getting another Undertaker title shot with no reason I'm he's gone from 
It has been a while since he's actually... It has been a while, but there's no reason behind it. He's just turned up and said, he's no taken. one's picked me for a while. It's Big dog, my yard, there it is. Look what I've just done. I've just defended honour at Bird. I kidnapped. Time for my title shot. Because I'm the big dog. And this is my yard. Fucking smack his annual shot. And then Benoit's going to get his annual shot. Yeah. It's going to happen. It's It's weird where things are falling into place a lot quicker. Even though this is week one of Smackdown. And they don't have a pay-per-view for weeks yet. Yeah. Um, but overall, I thought... Four matches on the show was a bit stingy, but you did have decent quality calibre matches. The lack of backstage stuff that didn't mean anything helps. Like the Rhino stuff, again, we're going to have more Rhino Benoit, but fuck it, why not? Do you know what I mean? At least it meant something, though. They weren't just talking to each other. They actually had him going through. But yeah, um, I think after one down, yeah, SmackDown probably wins. Raw's main event was better, but SmackDown overall show was better, I think. Raw's closing segment was better. Yes, yes, definitely, definitely, 100%. That's all we'll have. Yeah. So, back to Raw then, September 1st. Nine days for my birthday. Oh, yes, very true. Uh, We're live from Lafayette. Lafayette in uh, Louisiana. Yeah, Lafayette. I can never pronounce it. It sounds like a fucking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. (laughs) Prior to the show, there were several conflicting reports regarding if Triple H re-injured his tongue growing or not over the house show weekend. Uh, on Friday, he tagged up with Ric Flair to take on Shawn Michaels and Jerry Lawler in Memphis. I wonder why Lawler was involved. Um, Triple H let Lawler pin him before. So Lawler got a win over the champ on a house show. In Memphis. In Memphis. No. Uh, but apparently, Triple and then Triple H was the corner man for Ric Flair over the next two nights. Um, it could have been there's a conflicting report saying he's injured other ones saying it could just be a precautionary matter hopefully he don't get injured because we want to, I do want hopefully to see hopefully it's just precautionary I do so want to see Goldberg yeah, I want to see hey, yeah fully heal and I do want to see Goldberg versus fucking Triple H one on one and Goldberg just smash fuck out of him yeah smash fuck out of him there's also a bit of locker room buzz that Triple H will indeed drop the world title to Bill Goldberg at Unforgiven um, so, that, so that he can A take time off to rest his injured groin and B get married to Stephanie McMahon they're getting to get married sometime during the next month. I think it's about end of, either end of October, end of November, something like that they get married. Yeah. I don't think it's within this month we're covering now, but it possibly is next one. Yeah, possibly next one. And one final thing with Triple H. Apparently backstage he's not happy because he's not finding success in Hollywood, unlike wrestlers like Steve Austin and The Rock. Many casting directors aren't familiar with who Triple H is, along with the fact that there's no demand for professional wrestlers to fill acting roles right now, uh, given that there's a, a bit of a drop in popularity. Austin and The Rock received jobs thanks to being top draws during the peak of WWE. Uh, the fact that Triple H isn't receiving attention has surprised him, and he's not happy he's not getting the jobs he gets. Ooh, that's got to be a blur to ego. We know Rock and Austin, are we you? Yeah, who's this long-haired big nose thing? Oh, is that why the only big film he ever did was Blade Trinity? No, it was The Chaperone. <laughs> so shit, my voice is Chaperone. No. It's so good, you should watch it. It's so, so I've good. I've seen Blade Trinity, the worst so, of the so Blade good. films. Oh, yeah, it's, it's not great. He's not a great actor, though, but he's not a great... I don't know, he, does, he doesn't look... He's very like Cena. It looks too rigid. Mm. I don't know, they just... Yeah, he just doesn't look Cena's comfortable. Good at the comedy films. Because Cena's funny guy. Yeah. Cena's a... He's delivery. He's, he's, he's just, yeah, he just seems a funny guy. So, your host, as always, for now, Jay Horan the King, 
Opening match, it's Lawler versus Coachman. Fucking matches to open up. Jay, I was hoping that Kane would be announced as dead this week. It's a bit harsh. Um, if you think actually with well, the amount of all the real wrestlers know. that are dying, especially in 2003, yeah, yeah, it's a bit fucking low to be using a line like that, Vince. Fucking hell. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But yeah, I kind of agree. He tried to kill you, so in kayfabe, yeah, yeah he kayfabe. tried to kill him. Coach actually has music thoughts. Shit. He's <laughs> <laughs> not. It's not my cup of tea. Uh, he also seems to have Shane McMahon's wardrobe. Yeah. Do you want to see him in a singlet? So, yeah. If he's a wrestling, yeah, I do. I want he's to see a wrestler. Him. He's wrestling, though. Hey, Michael, Michael Cole wore a singlet. He, he wore a singlet. Yeah, true. And a Rick Steiner head guard. He went fucking full-time Steiner Brothers. They were going for it. Um, Al Snow, though, comes out to beg coach to stop yeah. the madness. The um, voice of reason, Al fucking Snow. Al fucking Snow. We've not seen him for ages. I don't think we have seen him at all, have we? Probably a rumble match, like. I think Rumble has been in the Rumble. and Was he in the Rumble? I'm sure we've no, seen him won't. on Heat and shit like that, have we not? Just Heat, yeah. Is it just Heat we've seen him on? Oh, it could be the debut of Al Snow and we just haven't been paying attention. <laughs> oh, no, it was uh, in Maven's Corner for a bit, weren't it? It was. Oh, it's Oh, because it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was... With Mick Foley. Yes, yes. Ever forgettable, Al Snow. <laughs> Snow, though, he asked Lawler to let him go and allow him, uh, him to throw in the towel and end all this madness, which prompts an argument from the coach. But Snow, he turns heel on Jerry Lawler, if you want to look at it that way, and sends him into the post for the coachman to get the win in With three minutes. Aldo. It's like a heat revolution. Fucking Sunday night. It's like a heat revolution taking over Monday night. Stevie Richards is going to win world title. I'm telling you now. They play it up though like coaches upsetting all an all-time great. He's upset all the odds. But it's just really one announcer getting a win over another announcer where the other show on a Thursday... It's got cruiserweight action to kick off. Yeah. And uh, sorry, that's just, you don't do it this way. I'd rather watch Trish Stratus versus Gail Kim yeah. for the 20th time. Yep. Uh, we go backstage and Bischoff is congratulating the co-conspirators. Austin, however, is unimpressed and heads out to the ring to destroy the highlight reel set. Um, he absolutely fucking <laughs> destroys it and then asks JR to stand up. Stone Cold said he's sick of uh, JR calling him his boy and he books JR against Coach for Unforgiven. Fucking hell. Mahusive pop for Austin having a beer. Yeah. That got a bigger pop than him booking more commentators. More commentators fighting each other. And he also books Randy Orton, um, who is now calling, going by the legend killer a bit more with that moniker. He says if he wants to be a legend killer, book him against a legend, Shawn Michaels. I suppose in, in, that this is one that has got a little bit of line to it. Do you know what I mean? Like you said, started a bad blood. It has got a bit of storyline-ish. Yeah. Ish. A bit more than fucking JR versus the coach. And then he brings on, he brings him onto the main event, the stipulation. If Goldberg loses, and then he's forced to retire. Um, forced to leave WWE. Massive boo. Fans love Goldberg. The fans do love Goldberg. And Austin, though, he agrees. He booked Goldberg tonight versus Evolution with main event Maven, HBK, siding with old big bully Bill. Main event Maven. In the main event. In the main event with Goldberg and Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair and Triple H and Randy Orton. Yes, Maven! He's going to get over. I tell you, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Jericho, he wanders out to protest the destruction of his set and his exclusion from the pay-per-view. But he'll forgive Austin if he kisses his boots. Uh, Christian then interrupts and Austin books vitamin C against each other. 
Now that should be a quality match. Should have been. Should have been a quality match. Yeah, should have, would have, could have. Triple H lets us know that Goldberg isn't a wrestler. He's a cleverly marketed vision of what a wrestler should be. He said it basically because it was a bit of an inside dig at Bischoff, I think. I firmly believe that was the reason why. Because obviously he was always booked as the big man in mm. WCW and he was, he was just a genetically modified and manufactured wrestler. He's a couple of power moves, Bill. You can do these kind. You can lift someone up and throw him in air. Do you know what I mean? He's not exactly a ground and pound 20-minute mat worker, is he, old big bully yeah. Bill? Up next, Trish Stratus and Ivory versus Gail Kim and Molly Holly to conclude what we had last week with Gail Kim siding with Molly Holly. Uh, the heels get the win uh, around three and a half minutes. It was just it was just another where we've got to get the Divas on TV. Yeah. That's Here's all the it was. Here's the women. Have a wank. <laughs> Here's the women. Uh, meanwhile, the wacky inflatable feuding McMahon's continue their wacky ways as Vince wants to clear the air with Shane. Shane heads to the ring. Um, if something bad's going to happen to me, he says, make it happen right now. But I thought, like, Kane should have died. <laughs> he fell into a bin of fire. He shouldn't be alive. Well, he was burnt alive as a child. He's fine, man. Well, yeah, I suppose. Maybe he's, like, got asbestos fucking skin or something. Right off. <laughs> and then those famous I'm back lyrics hit as here comes Uncle Eric in that sexy-looking shirt. It's sexy shirt night here on WWE Raw. JR hits one of the greatest lines that I've not only heard on Raw, on WWE, I think in life in general. Eric Bischoff is a stain on the underwear of life. Shane says if Bischoff is the bad thing that's going to happen to him, then he's a joke. Bischoff then looks like he's going to kick some ass. He's like, come on, I'll take you on. But boom, here comes Kane, showing the effects from last week. A bandage round his wrist and a bandage round his opposite arm elbow. That is not from a man that would fall into a flaming skip. Yeah. Should full body cast. Petrol. You'd be dead. You wouldn't have been able to be... I didn't solve fire engines and all that, or EMTs. Yeah. He should have died. He but they said that when died. they extinguished the flames, Kane weren't there. We get the um, moment of stupidity of the week as... Kane pioneers the use of jump cables to crotch in wrestling. I just love Shane's facial expressions. Well, it kicks off with JR hitting another line. He's a scarred freak again. <laughs> and we kick things off. Kane comes down with some handcuffs. First cuffs Shane to the ring post. Hanging, dangling on the outside. Gets some steel steps. Puts them underneath him, puts the steps on him. Puts the other steel steps on top of the first layer, the second layer, to and closes him in. him in to wedge him in. Because it covers him in water to get them electro currents running through. Under the ring, he gets out some fucking jump leads and a car battery and then proceeds to kill. Because that yeah. would kill you. Kill Shane McMahon. Until RVD makes the save and, as I mentioned right at the start, panders to the crowd. Granted, he kicks fuck out of Kane and a couple of lovely chair shots. The uh, Van Terminator, is it the one? Yeah. You're jumping into the face. Uh, but then instead of stopping to try and uh, um, help, Shane. help Shane get off the ring post, yes, he pose. stands there and pauses and hits the RBD pause. Fucking wrestling. But I just love Shane's facial expressions. He looked like he was getting head. It was it was good selling. I'm, I'm down. It was good selling. But how can you sell getting electrocuted? It was Shake. worse. No, it was, a it was the worst with the uh, fucking 
crocodile clips when he first clipped the first one. Oh, oh shit! Oh shit! It's like, well, I'm looking where that's clipped, Shane, and you must have a right small dick. <laughs> it was clipped onto his fucking jeans. Oh shit! Please no! Please no! Oh shit! Um, yeah. No, again, has attempted murder. And I believe Shane will enter or re-enter next week. I'm oh, sure yeah. everything will be fine. We go backstage and uh, Slick Rick is not happy that Orton yanks the mic for him. Did you pick this up? So we've got backstage segment. Slick Rick's giving his gump to uh, Terry Reynolds and Orton then just pulls the mic towards him. And I don't know if it was part of the um, the booking into or it was just Rick Flair didn't know it was going to happen. And I kind of give a glance to the camera. He's like, cock little prick. Who the fuck's he think he is? I'm the fucking nature boy. And then took his jacket off and it's like an elbow on it and that. Well, yeah, it's just, I don't know if you picked up on that. We'll go back in if you didn't and rewatch it and you, you see the glance that Flair makes to the camera. He's like, fucking prick. Yeah. But then uh, Flair kind of finishes the promo, gets his line in. So I don't know whether it was meant to happen like that. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. It confused me, that did. It, it started making questions. Is Orton, because they started at SummerSlam, didn't they? Yeah. With Orton. Is, is Orton going to be the one? But Big Dave needs to come back and sort all that. He'll be back soon. Meanwhile, we go backstage to Bischoff. He's booking Kane against RVD in a cage for next week. Another Kane versus RVD match. They're fighting more than uh, La Resistance and Dudley's. Yeah. Up next, La Resistance versus Hurricane and Rosie in a tag match. That's what I asked for. They're a tag and team. Sylvan has actually got his knee pads up right way around. He's got them up right way around. I think someone told him. Remember the influence of Conway? Conway's Conway, 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 yeah. Sylvan. You need pads the wrong way. Rob Conway runs in with the belt again for the win, just like last week, and the Dudleys yeah. run in to chase them off. About four minutes of action. It's are we going to go? Are we running towards triple threat match? About how this match was either to no, well, you've got superheroes versus them too. Or... Anti-Americans. This should have been built properly yeah. and had its own individual storyline. And for the uh, champs, it's shite. That's what it is. Meanwhile, though, Austin, he makes RVD versus Kane the first match next week, so we're going to kick off with a cage match next week. We've got backstage, and Test is trying to make nice with Stacey. He's still trying, and he's still this... He's a good lad. He's trying his And this storyline is still going on, as it's Test and Stacey Keebler versus Stephen Richards, because he always wears his tights, and Victoria, and it's no DQ for fucking whatever reason. You know why, though. You know why it's of no course. DQ. He's got a, he's pops up, doesn't he? Steiner runs in. We don't want this anymore. the heels. Allowing Stacey to get the inspirational pin on Victoria on three He minutes. couldn't even get into the ring without fucking up. <laughs> I know. He tripped on getting into the I ring. I know. I've had enough for it. It's not even funny anymore. It's really not even funny. Test is getting ruined. Ruined because of this. Ruined, I say. Maven time. Evolution versus Maven, Goldberg and Michaels. Um, Triple H, during the match, he got uh, an abdominal stretch. According to JR, it used to be the most feared submission manoeuvre. Yeah, maybe if it was like 1980 and fucking Bruce Hart was doing it or something. It's, but I miss, no one does that move anymore. No one does the abdominal stretch. There's so many like yeah. counter moves and, and moves into moves that no one does anymore. Like, not many people do a fucking atomic drop anymore. And I have to love an atomic drop, especially in a rumble. You know atomic drop, you hit one of them in a rumble, they were going straight over. <laughs> yeah. Or reverse atomic drop, the Brett I used to it. No one hits these like transitional moves anymore. What's ever happened to wrestling? What's happened to you? Where are you? happened uh, main event it was as trash as it was going to be yeah. um, Orton being the designated job boy 
Yeah, which is, it should have been Flair, I think. Yeah, because a lot more or less... Flair could lose to everybody week in, week out and not affect him. He'll still be 16-time Ric Flair. Orton's still trying to make a name for himself. And we keep saying that. We want less promo and more wrestling from Orton. And when he does wrestling, he loses. He jobs. Unless he's fated a mid Unless he's fated a hurricane. Do you know or what I mean? Or Maven. The pay-per-view, though, it's not going to be solid, is it, really? Where This is kind of what's building towards it. I don't, there was nothing much that was different no, from the previous week, was there? There's nothing there. No, there's nothing from the previous week. All the, the good thing about week. Raw was the Kane and Shane thing again. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. I'd be down for that. It's the only good thing on Raw, isn't it? Move on, on to Smack of Down, September the 4th. Take from New Orleans, your host, as always, Colin Taz. Opening match, SmackDown tag titles, the world's greatest tag team. Where the fuck have they been over the last fucking couple chilling. of weeks? Just chilling against the APA. Um, the bell shot finishes Bradshaw. What is it with tag teams in wrestling winning with fucking belt shots? Yeah, it's so unoriginal. It's so unoriginal. Um, it was, wasn't a great match, but if the APA can happily give them the rub, mm. it's because they still are APA is still seen as the, a and the crowd team. the proper into JBL. When uh, uh, he was calling for the, the crowd, yeah, that's what the crowd are in for. They know what's coming. The crowd love. To know, yeah, to be able to know what's coming next. Yeah, I don't think they're into JBL. Fuck JBL. Fuck JBL, please. Fucking cowboy out. I can't stand the He's not a cowboy yet, though. Fuck him. We go backstage where Vince is disappointed in Brock for tapping out. Aren't we all, Brock? Aren't we all? And he yells at Brock and slaps him around, but instead of getting him killed, he just fires up Brock, and now Brock's going to go and kill somebody else. And Eddie Graham is just watching the whole thing while Brock in his car. Yeah. Uh, we, well, we cut to John Cena, and he hits a rap about Eddie. Um, he ties it into Britney Spears, drawing him out for an attack, uh, which goes badly for Eddie. Uh, Cena then commits uh, even more heinous crimes. This time, steals the car. he doesn't just steal the wheel, uh, he steals the car. Uh, Eddie, though, he protests to Steph, so next week, it's a Latino street fight in the parking lot. Hey, watch out, Cena thinking on his feet. He saved his own ass right there with that title, the Guerrero Skull. Eddie Guerrero left lying in the ring and... Whoa, 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 whoa. That's not your ride, Cena. Oh, John man. Cena's in Eddie Guerrero's lowrider. Last week he jacked the lowrider up, John stole C the tire. This week he's taking... What's he doing here? Looks like he's, looks like he's in the car and gonna steal it, I think. I would assume off. Oh, John Cena going with Eddie Guerrero's lowrider. Death is feeling the heat for Latino heat. You think so? She's a bit of a tart though, isn't she, Death, when she's GM? I think she uses her assets. Triple H's. She uses her triple fucking S's in the right way. Uh, I'm up next because we had it last week and we needed answers and we got them in the shape of a gore through a door. It's Chris Benoit versus A-Train. Towards the end of the match, Train comes back with a backbreaker, but this time Benoit's under the ropes. Hey, we've got to, if we've had one, let's one out of three. Hmm. Hmm. The ref gets a bump. Uh, Rhino runs in, goes A-Train by mistake. Benoit gets the pin in five minutes, 20... About five minutes, 20, something like that. Got to protect that A-Train. Did you notice uh, when Benoit did his taunt to do headbutt, on the hard cam, there was a guy in a bright red shirt doing a Nazi salute. I did not. Oh, wowzers. And... Oh I my! Could not not see that guy. Yeah, once I've seen him, once show. I've seen him forever. Oh dear! And was he still carrying on with his signals and? 
Hand Not signs. all the time, no. Oh, dear me. We go backstage to Undertaker. He's laying out his strategy to Kurt Angle. Fuck Kurt Angle, sorry. And elsewhere, Tori, she teaches Nidia to dance and they rub oil on each other. So yeah. one foursome and all of a sudden they're best friends. Oh. They were scrapping each other for weeks and weeks like and weeks. like I said, mate. Orgy has people come together. It, it sounds like it. It sounds like it in every sense of the fucking term. Elsewhere, Kurt Angley answers Undertaker's challenges. Um, we see Vince and Big Show act all shifty and block Steph from using her office. Uh, Brock says he's taking care of some business. Sable in there, Annie. This is how it starts. They get together now. Vince and Brock are going tag team in Sable. Now you're going to see the real Brock Lesnar. Here comes the pain, he says, as he inserts his penis up her ass. <laughs> and it's time for SmackDown World Title, Kurt Angle versus Undertaker. Uh, we get a choke slam and a last ride, but Brock runs in for the DQ at about 20 minutes. Solid, solid match for a, for a SmackDown. Mm. Um, Middle of card. Uh, it's world title, it should be main event. Of course. Why was it middle of card? Because it, cause you know what happens when a title match happens in the middle of a card. A screwy finish to set up something for either later on or next week. Yeah. Simple as. But, yeah, for, to give them 20 minutes as well, that should have just been main event. I yeah. don't understand why. Is that maybe because of what's foreshadowing? I think so. Main event, world title. Do you know what I mean? Maybe we don't want to put any emphasis uh, on it being in the main event. Do you what Cole said though, one part? Take a choke slam and Kurt kicks out. Uh, Cole says, when was the last time you saw someone kick out a choke slam? Last week. <laughs> Every fucking day when Hurricane's around. This is one of his go-to moves. He never gets a win. Take it three choke slams in that triple threat. <laughs> and all got kicked out of. Um, did you notice a taker who's collapsing and refusing to help, refusing anyone helps because yeah. he's too damn tough in the old Mark Calloway. He'll never get carried away. But is that it? The end of The Undertaker? No. No. He's just bad luck for him though, isn't it? It's New Orleans. Very much so. Very much so. But he will be leaving the airwaves. Only the next next month or so, won't he? Not long yeah. now. Not long now till we say R.I.P. to, to the, the man, bike. to the to the man in the on, on the motorbike. We see highlights of the bikini contest, um, which must have been really bad if they're chopping it down into a video package. Yeah, Tory wins. It took me a while to watch this. Hey, and Shaniqua attacks her from behind. Sneakers. And last but definitely not least, Tori Wilson! The Playboy cover girl, Tori Wilson. Let me explain the rules, it's very simple. You lovely ladies, show us your lovely bikinis. All these maniacs here in New Orleans are gonna pick the winner. Sable, you're first right out of the box. Sable's hot. don't need an explanation. Outstanding. Dawn Marie, you're next. Haven't seen Dawn Marie in a while, but we're gonna see a whole lot of her here tonight. Nice beats. 
Those are humongous bees. Nydia, you're next. Oh, this will be good. Nice colors, by the way. Oh, <laughs> oh. Well, uh, that'll teach you to get too close, Taz. That hurt. Tori, you're next. Oh, yeah. That bikini is packed, and what is this? Uh, there's a couple of bees for you. Great job. It's time to pick the winner here, so what do you guys think? Sable! Okay. Dawn Marie! Nydia! Corey Wilson! There's your winner! Corey Wilson! Tori wins the first ever Bourbon Street Bikini Contest. Sable doesn't believe it. Wait a minute. Wait a minute! Shaniqua! Shaniqua just knocked out Dawn Marie! What the hell is Shaniqua doing? She took Nitty out. Now she's got Tori! Get your hands off her! Oh man! Boom! To the face! She's out of control! And what for? What the hell is she doing this for? And look at the oh my strength! God. Look at the strength of this Amazon! Dropping Nitty over the top rope! Shaniqua playing for keeps, making her presence known. Shaniqua just, just wiped the ring out with everybody. I guess Shaniqua wanting to prove that she is the dominant female on SmackDown. It's the real deal, this girl. We go backstage to see that the APA's door is back. The return is right in the world, complete with a butler. That JVL won in a poker game. Yeah. And the butler happens to be African-American. I'm sure Farouk wouldn't be happy with that. Nation of Domination Farouk would have something to say about yeah. Nation of Domination Owen Hart would have something to say about that. Yeah, Ron Simmons is perfectly fine yeah. with it. <laughs> He's not asked, where's the strippers? Get me the Emmys. Someone strippers. says beer and cigarettes. That's all that fucking matters. Up next, Cruiserweight title. Again, Rey Mysterio defending the title. Brilliant. This is what we more want to see. Yes. Fast-paced against Tajiri. Uh, gives him about... About 15 minutes, I think it went for there and thereabouts. Good match. Um, West Coast pop finishes. Um, yeah, it was it was what you needed. I think if they're not going to have that many matches, it's like the main events up next. And it's an interview. Have your last match on the card, a longer match, and not yeah. just a five minute thing, because then people will mourn that there's been no wrestling. We've had a 20 minute world title match. We've had a 15 minute cruiserweight title match. Kick things off with tag titles. What's wrong with that, really? If you want to look at that. And after the match, we get heel turn from Tajiri. Yes. Because we need someone to replace Eddie being the heel in the mid-card because Eddie's now a super face. So Eddie's now instantly going against John Cena because they've realised that that pop... Granted, the pop was in his hometown, but it's not just his hometown where the pop's happening. The pop at SummerSlam he had. Yeah, exactly. It's happening huge. everywhere. Everywhere. So main event interview. Vincent Big Show come out to announce that Angle will defend in two weeks' time against Brock Lesnar in an Iron Man match. Yes, please. And then brings out Brock Lesnar, who's basically got Zach Gowan on top of some stairs. <sighs> Poor Zach. I'm gonna make it easier on you. You don't have to feel this. You don't even have to feel it. I'm gonna choke you out, so you don't even know. So you don't even know you're feeling it. Come on. I'm making it easy on you. That's what I'm doing, Zach. I'm making it real easy for you. Easy, Brock. Brock. Huh? No. I'm making it easy on you. No, Brock. Well, it's like Vince said before Vengeance. You may have survived cancer. But, but you'll, you'll never, never survive, survive me! 
Yeah, it was just a weird SmackDown. There was very limited matches, but there were solid matches. 30, like I said, 13 minutes, 20 minutes. For me, SmackDown wins hands down again. No problem. Yep. Rose, even Rose main event this time let him down. And that's the worst thing. If the main event's letting you down, you know you're in a fucking mess. Because your main event is supposed to get people to tune in next week. Of course it is. It's supposed to be, especially on a TV show, it's supposed to be that cliffhanger to make you want to work out and find out what's happened next week. Uh, Raw at the minute, it's basically, we know what's going to happen. It's going to be a month now of Triple H and Goldberg. Maybe Goldberg getting one-upmanship and then swinging. You never know everyone's not quite sure. There's no, like I said, I would have gone with my idea. Evolution being shit scared of Goldberg for a month. Yeah. Have him take them all out. Yeah. Apart from Triple H. You just... Definitely. Absolutely, absolutely fucking 100%. So moving on then. September the 8th, Monday Night Raw, baby. Huntsville, Alabama, your host for now. JR and the King. Did you get the name of the arena? Broad Center. Was it? <laughs> 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 Our opening match is the cage match. It's Kane and RVD. Uh, Kane may have survived the fires of hell, but uh, he sure got a nasty shaving rash. Did you notice that on Kane? Yeah. Quite the nasty shaving rash. I don't think he's shaved in a long time. Hell of a long time. Um, maybe that's why he wore the mask. Because to hide his nasty like, schoolboy shaving rash. Rob does a wussy blade job on camera as quick as a flash. Yeah, in clear daylight. I don't... You don't just sit there blading yourself when you know where the hard camera is. It's that simple. It's that simple. Uh, match finishes. King. He does an old big show, Steve Austin, St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Yeah. He throws Rob Van Damme straight through the cage. Or maybe even modern day, a Brock Lesnar Roman Reigns. The cage gives way. We all end up on the outside. Um, yeah. But then Kane exits the cage to get RVD back in. How well, does Kane get out of the cage? Well, Bischoff quickly does announce that he comes out and says, it's not through the cage, it's through the door or over the top rope. So then... This match must continue! And Kane proceeds to exit the cage to grab Van Damme and take him back into the cage. With that choke slam. Is how? It choke slam that? How did Kane get out of the cage? Did you see? Did, right. I agree there. Because you, it's the same concept. You, he's not, he didn't go through the door. He didn't go over the top. He just, let, I don't know, went through it. He went yeah, through the cage. If he had gone through the door... He's won. He's won a one. Yeah, but he needed to win with that sloppy ass fucking choke slam. It was a, t- it was a, yeah. it was that good. It was brilliant. Uh, but yeah, fifteen minutes. Jr. knows it was mercifully over. Truer words were never spoken. Uh, yeah, I, that wasn't. It should have been a bit better than it was. But again, all this is using is to push the Shane versus Kane storyline. Yeah, this started SummerSlam, and Rob Van Dam is still involved. Why can't Rob Van Dam do fucking something else? It will. Hopefully. I'm hoping I think he's going to be contending for the IC title. I'd be down for that. I'd be down for that. Bishop, though, he joins us when the cage is being taken down to make Shane versus Kane for the pay-per-view. And to make the announcer fight into Coach and Snow versus JR and King for the rights to commentate Raw. Uh, we're going to get Al Snow. Oh, my God. We're going to get Heat, Al Snow and Coach on commentary. Fuck's sake. Jesus. Jesus. Tonight, no, you believe me when I tell you SmackDown's better. Very much. Uh, tonight, though, we'll see a tag match involving Goldberg, Triple H, and the dreaded mystery partners. Woo! Oh, I wonder who it could be. I was hoping that they were going to put Goldberg and Triple H together. 
against somebody. Against Sorted and Flair. Do it that way, yeah, just do it that way. We come backstage to see Goldust trying to build up Landstorm's confidence, let him know that he's not boring. Uh, and then up next is Landstorm versus Rico. Rico encourages the fans to chant boring, so Storm attacks him. And then Goldust encourages a Rico sucks chant instead that doesn't last very long. It lasted, I think it lasted a bit longer than the boring chant. I, I put the boring chant in my chuckle though. It really does. You're resting see, at like one of the best guys ever. And see, I just love what Landstorm does, Storm does after this match. He's dancing. Yeah. Dancing Landstorm. And then, well, uh, JR and King, uh, they talk about their huge pay-per-view match and I love the irony of JR defending Storm as not being boring and then the announcers totally ignoring the match and talking about themselves. Yeah. There's a lovely element of irony there. Uh, Rico gets a two off a bulldog, gets a chin lock, Storm with a kick for two, puts a move on Jackie Gadia and finishes with a drop kick in two minutes and then that post-match celebration dance. It's awesome. It's like Rikishi. He's fucking, he's got a few moves as I was like, Storm. Stolen my moves. They're not great. They're, Better than mine. They're not great moves, but he's got moves. Meanwhile, Triple H, he wants to know what the mystery partners are, but Bischoff isn't forthcoming, he won't let him know. And for our weekly Divas match of the week, Gail Kim gets the win for the same tag team that played the same tag team as last week, just replaced Ivory with Jackie. Yeah. There was only like, what, eight women on row? Fucking, where'd you get them from? I count about fucking six. Trish. Jackie, Ivory, Molly, Gail Kim. Victoria. Victoria Jazz. Stacey. So I don't count. She's not a wrestler. Okay, seven. <laughs> but yeah, no, she had a match last week. Eight. Yeah. It's not fucking many, really, is it? Especially with how they use them all together, all at the same time. Yeah. There's only so many tag teams you can see with the same four women. It is good to see how far they progress. Oh, of course. Of course. And then we get a state of raw address as Austin announces that shock of shocks, there'll be a no DQ title match at Unforgiven. It then moves on to the Kane situation. Austin complains about being unable to beat people up until Christian interrupts. Um, he's tired of not getting any respect, so he wants a talk show to replace the highlight reel. Jericho then interrupts and attacks him. Is that a face turn? I think it might be. Is Jericho now of. the biggest face on, on Raw? But how about this? Right. Instead of getting wrestlers, talk shows, how about putting them in wrestling matches? Yes. I agree. I totally agree. You, you know, it's they're paid to wrestle. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough, have them cut promos in backstage interviews. They are so. paid to wrestle though, that's the thing. Wrestling is the they're, they're wrestling. The second word in WWE. Yeah. They're uh, uh, W. Because all we ever hear is that E and WWE stands for entertainment. We know that's all we hear. I'm just glad you say with. <laughs> Vince even said it the other day. The E stands for entertainment. And what's the W stand for though? And they'll say fucking world. <laughs> with. <laughs> the world with entertainment. Yeah. What with Elias. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Oh, yeah. That is, to be fair, that, that is, is a great. great fucking, yeah. That is great. The crowd, though, they immediately buy into, into Jericho, but then Jericho verbally turns on Austin and tries to provoke him into beating him up. But Austin wants to make peace and offers him a beer. Jericho is sus uh, a bit suspicious. Uh, like, what is this, a house show? Uh, Jericho asks for a do what did he do? And he was like, no, it's not a house show. It's insurrection, motherfucker. <laughs> Whereas I'm waiting for Austin's. I went out last night. I had one pint. What? And I'm waiting for all that again. I literally was waiting for all that again. And another of course, beer, another beer, another beer. Of course, Austin gives him a stunner. Pointless segment, like literally, it was twenty minutes with no point. All the point that I had there was setting up Christian and Jericho. Yeah. 
that Austin came out and basically said the same shit he said last week, just with a couple of little added bits onto it. And for Jericho to get a stunner. And to say, do what I did, do do do. Instead of saying, fucking, uh, hoo, hoo, hoo. <laughs> fucking do it, isn't <laughs> Up next, La Resistance, Mark Henry, Rodney Mack and Rob Conway versus the Hurricane, Rosie and the Dudley Boys. Oh my fucking God. It's all the tag teams in one match. Minus one. Jim Jack and... Jim Jack and Cade. <laughs> wow. Absolute clusterfuck. Uh, clusterfuck. Mark Henry gets the win for his team in four minutes. Completely killed the crowd. It was just a mess. It was awful. used to give like, all those guys a payday. But! Yeah. The, the end. The post-match thing. Probably one of the most famous, for me, botches I've ever seen ever. Where the resistance... Yeah. The bell ends... The three villains in shit shirts. They didn't push him. They, he didn't they just up. dropped Spike over the top and he cracked the back of his head on that table. Oh my lordy. Oh my god, that could have fucking ripped back of his head off. Clean. You could have pulled skin away and everything. Ugh, grim. And then, Bischoff makes a tables match for Dudley's and La Resistance and friends. So that was the only reason that table was there. So Bischoff could make the match for Unforgiven. <laughs> fucking hell. Is that the only thought they could put in? What are we going to do for Unforgiven? Tables match. Studley's. We've not done one yet with La Resistance. How are we going to say it up? Six table at me, sir. Yeah, but we'll put it there. Damn, fucking worry about that, pal. <laughs> Fans ain't worry about that. <laughs> fucking wrestling. We cut live from Stanford and it's Shane, but Bischoff cuts in and makes it a last man standing match uh, between him and Kane at Unforgiven, which, yeah, I'm down. Shane's yeah. last man standing, his last last man standing against the Big Show, where granted Test helped him and stuff like that, it was a brilliant match. If it means anyway, Shane can jump off shit, I'm all down. I'm all down. And it's Shane. He's going to jump off. Uh, of course. Our next match was Stevie Richards against Scott Steiner. Uh, Test was advising Richards in the I corner feel sorry of Richards. For Stevie Richards and Victoria here. Getting involved in this bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Stevie kicks blocked in a flat line and finishes at two minutes. All the matches have sucked. Neither guy's got over apart from testing my heart. Um, they just need to end it. But I love how they cut to test on camera, walking back up the stage with, Steph with Stacey, and he already had a microphone in his hand before yeah. Steiner even picked up a microphone and started talking. So was Tess just going to wait and see if he said, oh, if he doesn't say, oh, I'll just drop the microphone and walk back again. 
the camera guy could have easily just handed him a microphone. No, exactly. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Just off camera, as soon as he yeah. started talking. He doesn't need to pick it up and start walking with it. Um, Steiner, though, he has a proposition. At the pay-per-view, it's going to be Test versus Steiner again, with Stacey on the line again. But this time, if Steiner loses, he's going to be Test as bitch. Or basically, in how Test put it, you're going to stand there and watch me bang Stacey. Yeah. It's basically how he put it across. I'm going to make you a cook. Yeah. It, but, is that that he says he's going to make him his bitch? Is that, that means butt sex. <laughs> if you're talking prison style. I'm talking then. like, what's Test actually want to do? I'm going to get you back, big boy. <laughs> oh. Let's see if you are the big bag beauty daddy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe I've just said that. Oh dear. Uh, Coach and Snow are in the ring to make fun of JR and we get... Uh, quite funny, um, JR's head onto dumb photos gag. It was quite funny. And then it's time for our main event. It's Triple H and Ric Flair versus Goldberg and Randy Orton. We've just got normal beatdown, yeah. brawl. And then the cage load. What were they expecting though? Did you not watch it over a fucking month when Shawn Michaels teamed with Ric Flair and they were going to yeah. beat Triple H? It's like, they're not paying attention around here. It's just rinse and repeat. Oh, it's WCW. Well, this was repeat. Egg fucking Zachary. Uh, but obviously, Triple H makes sure to add the pedigree. So even though he's got injuries, he'll still hit a pedigree when it's not needed on TV. The that game. chair shot there. Ah. Oh, I fucking hell. Took that like fucking, a fucking... Took like a pro. Took that like a pro. Straight on top. <laughs> so she says. <laughs> so I think, Mike, let's give it this moment because every now and again, we like to speak about modern day stuff. Yeah. And so much is happening at the minute. There's like Saudi Arabia in a couple of weeks or whatever. I don't know, even that's a week now, isn't it, or something like that. But we've had Evolution. Uh, we've had Super Showdown, the Australian gig. Uh, Global Warning 2.0. Thoughts? I thought it was pretty good. It was. The Cruiserweight match and AJ Joe. Yeah. Best matches. What did you think about the overall presentation? It looked bloody, I thought it looked bloody good in that. Yeah. And do, they always seem to. I think now, obviously, with the money and the lighting and the LEDs and the they HDFX. They do a lot when it's not a normal pay-per-view if you will when they, they seem to go a bit above and beyond i'm yeah. expecting this in saudi arabia i'm expecting fireworks everywhere oh, and yeah. fucking do you know well, what i mean it, they? well there, there is that <laughs> but it is it's like when it's not in a um stand box standard wwe calendar so it's just yeah. this random event they always go all out yeah like, they do above well, and beyond like it's, global warming O2. Yeah, exactly great stage exactly what about seeing uh Oh, the, the the news, obviously, it's been long news now. It's been coming for... It was one of them where the fans knew before WB announced it. HBK himself, eight years away. <sighs> it looks like fucking Gilbert. <laughs> I don't know if I can ever get used to... Uh, it took a while with Triple H, and it's kind of... It would be weird Triple now. Triple H, it works. Yeah, but it'd be weird now looking at Triple H with hair. Yeah. He's kind of been able to um, sort of regenerate himself into this new corporate Paul but have the solid beard, and when he puts that he leather like jacket Kate. on, it looks like a badass. Video game Shawn Michaels. He looks like him. <laughs> yeah, Shawn Michaels with... Yeah, I, uh, I don't like Slap Richard. No, I fucking... I like weathered Phil and Grant Richard. <laughs> or like Joey Wright said, Fred, it didn't work for him on music scene, and they had to turn to smack. <laughs> and then someone rang him one day and went, nah, then Wright said, Fred, come back, let's have a comeback tour. 
they did that and like with the it's gonna you know the worst thing is their comeback toys are gonna enter our timeline the old fat is it oh six comeback merchandise yeah. tour so, squad. this is like the comeback comeback tour <laughs> comeback reunion yeah and on a, a more serious note it, fucking horrible to be fair I was sat there watching it and I was like just sat in it don't really stare at telly and your brain's trying to process what you heard when Roman Reigns yeah. came out oh my fucking god I all just, the best of luck to him fucking hell yeah mm. Jesus hopefully he beats it, it again human beings human beings wrestling wrestling one of the worst things I always find that people take wrestling far too serious and away from what it is it's entertainment mm. I don't care so if you're a pro wrestling fan that's how you see yourself or you see yourself as a sports entertainment fan it's entertainment these real people are real people the real people is Bruce Willis is a real person and he's not a fucking action hero this is real that Terminator Arnold Schwarzenegger isn't Terminator yeah do you know what I mean? The, Joanna White is Roman Reigns and people dicked on Roman Reigns for years and years and years, whether that be his creative booking, his wrestling style himself, his character, whatever. My own personal issue I've always had with Roman Reigns, the character, is that he's always been shield Roman Reigns. Yeah. That's always been my stance. I don't mind it. I, I grew up on an era of Hulk Hogan having about four moves. And then we moved on to Bret Hart. And if you think about Bret Hart, and people always class him as the greatest technical wrestler ever. Bret Hart had his five moves of doom to build up to a sharpshooter. Yeah. Everybody had, and Roman Reigns is just now fit into that uh, that blueprint of he spends majority of his match getting his ass handed to him. And then he comes and back, then he comes back with his five moves of doom. And that's how a good face has always worked. That's how the yeah. blueprint has always been. But for anybody, it's entertainment. It's fun. It's, it was growing up as a kid watching Hulk Hogan, The Warrior, and then moving on to like your Bretts, your Owens, your Razors, your Diesels. Moving and on to that. And the actual era, it's fun. It's entertainment. No matter what level of wrestlers these were, what era it was, it was entertainment. And this just is fucking a big smack of real life. I said, I was just sat there going, what the... What? They finally put what? the belt on him. And then uh, it's two just, months later... It's fucking shit. so... I mean, to finish on it, all I can say is all the fucking best to him. You fought it again. And I'd like to think now, the hu it's all about your the human body and the state mm. of the human body when it comes to fighting any disease. Simple as. And I'd like to think um, a guy who was at the peak of his physical um, condition, as in the shape of him, you'd yeah. like to think inside's as good as the outside is. Do you know what I mean? You'd like to think he's got the right diet, the right That's lifestyle. So You'd like to think that he is approaching some fucking horrible disease like this in the best physical form possible. Do you know what I mean? Mm. You'd like to think he's got very little mental strength. Uh, me sorry, very. you've got to think he's got very little mental stress in his life. And I think that has a detriment effect with any like cancer, cancerous diseases. You've got to have a strong mind. If you've got any shit on your mind, that's going to have an effect. Yeah. You'd like to think he's got the right people around him. That, that, that is one of the strongest families that there's a lot of that I know I family left. And I hope that they'll rally around. And I want to see him come back out and I want to see Dada, Dada. I want to see him come and Superman punch. Probably with Brock Lesnar. Number 30, Roman yeah, Reigns. Probably comes Brock back, eliminates everyone. Brock Lesnar is still a universal champion. WrestleMania like... As soon as Brock gets yeah. into the ring at me. It's going to happen. Bam, spear. It's going to happen. Gets up, bam, spear. One, two, three, raise um, that universal I'd be time. I'd be down for that. I'd be down for that. Uh, but yeah, I think just to finish on that, Joe, Roman, whoever you want to go with by yourself in public, fucking all the best. Simple yeah. as all the best. Um, but yeah, evolution, pay-per-view then. What did you think? Um, Becky and Charlotte. A lot of women, of course. 
a hell of a lot of women. I think it did really showcase how many women the roster has got. But as you just said, then Becky and Charlotte's fucking brilliant. Yeah, she is the man. <laughs> she yeah. is the man. That should have ended it. But of course, they had to have Rousey of and Bella. Of course. See, I, do you know, fair play to Nikki Bella. Right? How she started out, she was shite. Yeah. And she is now meh. That's an improvement. Yeah. Right? That's an improvement. I'm sorry, when, you, when you're with John Cena, who's, I'm sure he'll tell you, but anyone does, he's not the greatest of wrestlers. So, but I imagine he can. But you know, there is a lot of stuff. It. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff he can teach her. Yeah, hell of, a lot, hell of a lot of stuff he can teach her. Um, but overall, Lita, it's weird as well, because the next pay-per-view we're coming to, Alex, we're unforgiven. We've return, got the return of Lita tagging with Trish, and it's like, it will not rate good back then. It really is. I, I firmly believe that Lita and Trish were so overhyped. You take uh, Sasha Banks to Charlotte, Becky Lynch and put them in 2003 and they would run circles around everybody. Everybody. Even Molly Holly. Like Molly Holly yeah. was one of the best wrestlers in 2003 in my opinion. And Easily. <laughs> could you imagine? Molly Holly in 2003 versus a Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks would wipe the floor with her. She'd make her look shit. And that's the problem. Yeah. That's the problem. And you've got all these legends coming back and it's like we don't need them. You've got other lasses that have got to slow, the, slow their pace down to accommodate the legend. Like that Battle Royal, as much as I enjoyed it, my God, that was a clusterfuck of women. But it was good to see people like Tony Wilson back about how I was looking down right proud. You know, women's evolution. We were there at the start, yeah. But I wanted to see a throwback. I really did. It's supposed to be, going back to what we were saying when we talk about Roman Reigns, it's supposed to be entertainment. I wanted to see some form of throwback, whether that be a pillar fight, a gravy ball match. Throwing panties. No, no, I don't, see, this is the issue. There's a lot of things we couldn't do. We couldn't have a paddle on the pole match anymore because they couldn't tell you what that paddle would be used for. We couldn't have a bra and panties match because bra and panties, unless we called it like a undergarments elimination fatal four-way or something like that. But... Yeah, I don't know. I just wanted some form oh, of throwback. I wanted to see BB. Kind of BB from Attitude Era. She was nope but a big pair of tits here. That's all she was. Vince saw boobs and thought, yes, yeah, Divas Division. <laughs> That's all she was. But yeah, it was overall, I thought it was all right. I thought every single woman they did a good job. Fair play to him. I think it's ridiculous that it's 2018 and this is the first time WWE's ever done it. And they've yeah. had no women's pay-per-view. Why didn't this happen fucking donkeys ago? Oh, yeah, that's why. Because they just didn't give a fuck. And I think mean, that's what it comes down to. It's good now that whoever's got in Vince's ear, because we all know it's all Vince at the end of the day, someone got in Vince's ear and said, now nah, then, Vince, is a good Triple couple of women out there can actually fucking wrestle. It is Triple H. It, but I think, and Steph as well, like he said. Yeah. I think Steph's got a massive, as much as people dick on her, uh, I think she's got a massive influence in it because it's... Finally, I don't think he's ever Vince has never not wanted women involved. He just never appreciated maybe the art of they a woman can do wrestling. It just as good, yeah, yeah, yeah. Most yeah, guys. yeah, yeah. Right. I bet Vince is one of them that gets really annoyed if like women are doing what he perceives as a man's job. Like he takes his car to a mechanics and there's a woman mechanic there. I bet he getting fucking riled up. I mean, so angry. So shall we move on then? We've got a couple more Smackdowns uh, in this set. Uh, Month of, I don't know. It's been a weird one. It's been. Weird. I don't know. I'm, Smackdown's been better, but Smackdown has been too wrestlers focused. 
as it's going to come in these last two yeah. episodes, you take Brock and Kurt and all their stuff away. There's very little going you on. You've got Newcard. <laughs> yeah. Eddie and Cena. Very little and going on. I suppose Ray and Tajiri. Yeah, yeah. I think Eddie. I think Eddie's the, the shining light in the whole of He is the leader of the Oh, yeah, this the is the build-up to yeah, his... Yeah, yeah, 100%. This is the start of his, like, rocket. Yeah, oh, so ro to speak. rocket to the moon, mate. To the moon. And I can't wait for the rocket. Yeah, 100%. Uh, so it is September the 11th, 2003. Death for my birthday. It's one of them... Uh, it's one of them horrible fucking days, isn't it? Yeah. Let's be fair. Right, I always remember watching the Smackdown after. The first. And, oh, well, obviously, we got it on the Saturday. Yeah. So, obviously, it only happened on the, on the uh, Thursday. And I won't want to say things have calmed down, because I think even now, look where the world is in 2018 because of all that shit back then. Do you know what I mean? There's so many domino effects of shit happening and so many lives getting lost for sometimes no fucking reason whatsoever. And uh, But most of the time, no fucking reason whatsoever. And I was watching that SmackDown, and it was just weird because it was one of them times where you always see, when it's a serious moment, Mm -hmm. Or if we're talking about the first ever woman, something, you get all the roster collectively together, yeah. and you see faces, heels, arch enemies, next Stood to each, to other, each other, crying next to each other, and it just touches home back what I was saying about the Roman Reigns thing. That as much as it is our entertainment and it's just a TV show, it's a TV show, but With real day, people, it's real people, just like watching Friends, they yeah. were real people. People used to sit and watch Friends through the nineties and piss themselves at Chandler. Not knowing while he's filming that, he is off his fucking rocker on cocaine. Do you know what I mean? That sort, that show killed him. Absolutely fucking destroyed him. And I'm surprised how he's still not dead. And I've always said that. How, uh, old Chandler. He's to be fair, there's a lot of him that in on any TV show that you only ever see. Like look at Robin Williams when Robin Williams passed away. Yeah. You saw him as one of the world's funny men. Any TV show we're on, whether it be an interview, a chat show, a film, a, a whatever. And then he came out with depression. And then it, exactly. You don't know what's going off back, backstage, do you? No. In anybody's lives, it's one of them things. And I think September 11, it's one of them things that everybody in England still remembers. Everyone around the world yeah. still so, does. So never mind what the guys in the States still go through every day, especially if you are directly affected with it. Um, and I've always said it's one of the things I want to go and see is the memorial thing. Mm. And that just... It's one of them just surreal things. It. It's just one of them surreal things. Like I know someone that went to the museum and they've got like a lot of, um, I want to say artifacts of, of the disaster itself stored and so bits of this and bits of that. And it's just so surreal that you see what it once was to what it is now. And do you know what I mean? It's just that. It's, yeah. So let's get on with a bit of smack of the down then. Birmingham, Alabama is our location. We are taped as usual. Your hosts are Michael Colin Taz. Opening match, it's Cruiserweight Thursdays, and I'm loving Cruiserweight Smackdown Thursdays. Smackdown knows how to start. Smackdown have finally woken up, and it's everybody talks about the, uh, the the Smackdown Six and the and the effort that Smackdown do. The emphasis that as much as entertainment, we're on about wrestling. What a way to kick off! We keep saying it, and I'm glad I keep repeating myself. What a way to kick off the show! Get the crowd going straight away. Exactly. So we've got Rey Mysterio and Kidman. WCW's former tag team champions against Nunzio and Tajiri. Uh, it's, it's one Heel of Tajiri is amazing. It's an odd pairing. Uh, Heel Tajiri, I've, I always used to like Tajiri when he first kind of got involved with Regal. 
with comedy stuff. Yeah, because he was still being a bad guy, but you were seeing these elements of him, of the the face coming through, and then he got in with Tory Wilson and all that. Tory Wilson, she had a thing for small men, didn't she? I know. Do you know what I mean? Like Billy Kidman. I've never and then she went with Billy Gunn. She went from one end of the spectrum to other, from Tajiri to Billy Gunn in space to two years. Especially when I went for Big Show after. <laughs> Big Show after. <laughs> Dear me. Um, the match itself, Ray, uh, Ray rebounds with a 619 to the back of Tajiri, which sets up the real one. But Tajiri ducks, kills him with a kick for the pin in four and a half minutes, um, which was a good fast paced opener. Um, probably too short, as usual. Like They are yeah. as the only That's one the thing negative. That's the opening match. You don't want your opening match to go on a TV you don't, for 20 minutes. But you don't, but I'd probably like to give them 10. Yeah. I'd give them this one like four. I'd easily give them another, to showcase them a bit more if you're, if you're going with this cruiserweight emphasis to start the show. And Especially to, when these are the four them. main cruisers you've got. Exactly. But again, though, on the flip, just exactly what you've just said, these are the four main cruiserweights, it worries me that. You don't want to you, you don't want to see too much of the same guys. It's the 2017-18 Raw again. I always go back to where you had like your top four guys well, every we week. We're in tag match every week. Yeah, tag match two on one, three on one. It was less is more sometimes. And I always say this that. is my worry with the cruiserweight division. I always agree with that though. You don't always need to have two guys in a feud. Always have been in the same match week after week after week. No, after week. no. It doesn't for me. It doesn't. Like, I've one, for example, like uh, Rollins and Ambrose now, they're starting a feud. So you have Ambrose come out in crowd watching Rollins match. That that carries a story on still. Yeah. Well, uh, it worries me because if you think about when Rollins and Ambrose last had a feud, they had like fights over like hot dog stands and shit like that. And then yeah, Rollins, this one's didn't Rollins bring a mannequin out or Ambrose brought a mannequin out and vice versa? And yeah. Well, hopefully this will be a bit better because Ambrose is a bit more of a roidy freak now. I'm liking Ambrose these days. He's a bit more... <gasps> Nine months in gym, mate. Yeah, <laughs> fuck off. Nine weeks on fucking rides. <laughs> All right. He's doing Brock Lesnar diet. He's doing what he can to keep with it. He's doing Brock Lesnar diet. Uh, so we go backstage. Uh, Vince is gloating about Zach Gowan's death last week and Stephanie flashes a cleavage in the goals of standing up to him. I always do love Stephanie in these... Uh, I, I bring it up. It's been a while, I'd say, I'd like to say, since I bring it up. How fucking amazing Stephanie looks. It's not. It was SummerSlam. <laughs> she came out looking very uh, swelled. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, uh, bless her little heart. I, I blame Triple H, me. Yeah, you know, you when they it... get married, you see, start to see less and less and less as, as Stephanie, this slutty well, office boss. They get married after No Mercy when Steph quits. Yeah. She was the yeah, quit match against Vince, doesn't she? She does. <coughs> Spoils. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Which is a fucking... 15 years ago. A weird fucking time. Oh, dear. Father, daughter, I quit. But I just love this segment when Brock says, like, I fought you, you remember. I fought you, you remember. And then he says, Abel, you remember. You remember. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's how we got together. Yeah. Uh, Brock Lesnar enters the fray and he offers to fight Angle, Undertaker and Gowen three on one tonight but none of them are here yet uh, so basically there's nobody in the room and this is I'll fight everybody that's in the room there's only Stephanie there so we're going to get Brock Lesnar versus Stephanie McMahon <laughs> Smackdown number one show Smackdown's the number one show Michael remember I tell you this it's just 
Just a fucking stupid. <laughs> oh, <laughs> steps up for anything though, really. Do you know fair it. play to her? And I think fair play to, is that just Vince when they, they were younger? They used to kick fuck out of him. I right, instead of waking up, up, waking up in the morning, like well, the, the average person would have an alarm clock or they'd have their mum going, Shane, come on, time to get up. Vince wakes him up with like an elbow drop. Oh, still chair. <laughs> just whack, get up, <laughs> whack, get up, damn it. Because like early Stephanie man, it took her a while. Because that, like, apart from a little woman's title run back in the nineties, oh, let's forget about that. Yeah. <laughs> it's taken a while to, to a point where we're getting now, where she'll take a beating and she'll happily take a beating. And Shane's always loved just to jump off shit. So he's like Vince just forced him when they were younger. Shane, do you like for his mates? He'd have been out pulling off Pat Pattison there, Jim Cornet, all out pull. Shane, jump, jump off that shit. <laughs> off a tree into a pool. Impress the boys. Impress the boys. Might let you referee a match one day. Yeah. Up next, Shaniqua versus Don Marie. Why did they not get Shaniqua for that battle royal at Evolution? Why didn't they get Jazz? Well, Jazz is on Indies now, isn't she? But did you also see that Jazz, she also tweeted. I saw her tweet and she weren't really happy about it. Not being us. Yeah. She was a bit bitter. Wouldn't you? Of course. Yeah, but is the thing though, does, does Vince remember her? Maybe a two-year match. Two-year, weren't it? Because she joined yeah. in uh, Invasion. Yeah. So two years. So does Vince even remember? Like, where was Stacey Keebler? Hollywood. Oh, yeah, it was too good. WWE is a step down for her these days. She sucked George Clooney's she, dick. Honestly, she George <laughs> But there were loads. There were loads. Uh, do you know where? I know she's only just come out of prison and that, but where was Sonny? She was part of the women's ever. As much as Sable were, but I understand they did approach Sable and she went, nah, <laughs> I'm all right. Can I get off with another diva? Nope. Well, there's no point me being here then, is there? But yeah, Shaniqua. Um, what are you making of Shaniqua? She's only recently been... This is like one of her first appearances that we've had. Or maybe her first appearance of first a single match, competition. What, what do you make of Linda Miles? Just... Tough enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Can you take her serious as this... Black dominatrix manager. Let's put it this way. She's the best female wrestler on SmackDown. She's the female Velveteen Dream. <laughs> female <laughs> <Andrew> Jordan. <laughs> no, Jordan didn't go tough enough, did they? Linda Miles did. She did tough enough. Yeah, she's the female she's Velveteen. The only wrestler of the female gender on SmackDown. Uh, Dawn Marie fates. She was the only wrestler. Tony Wilson fates. Tony Wilson was in that Evolution Battle Royal. She's a wrestler. <laughs> she's a wrestler. I'm not having it. And she's, I'm not having the fact that she's like 45 and still looks like 19 with just a bit more of a shinier face. You said a bit of Botox has gone into them, them yeah, cheeks, of but that's all it is. She still looks but fucking still... smoking. Smoking. Um, so Shaniqua versus Dormary. Dawn attacks her to start the match but gets laid out with a clothesline. Uh, Shaniqua dumps her and beats her on the outside until Tony Wilson and Nidia run in for the DQ uh, around a minute. Four women! That's four women there on the SmackDown roster. It's practically Evolution. We could make Evolution's pay-per-view with the women we have available. <laughs> Easily. But we just might struggle at a Battle Royal. But a Battle Royal, we could call back on women before. So like Ryan, Ryan Shamrock... Remember Ken Shamrock's sister slash girlfriend in real life, which was rape weird. weird. Found that. Terry Reynolds, she could have been in Battle Royal. 
Sonny, like I said, Sable. Main ruler. I would have made Sable come. Not in that way, bro. <laughs> in that way. Yeah, Mayan Moolah. Uh, Jacqueline. Victoria. You what? Where are Victoria <laughs> there? <laughs> fucking women's evolution, my ass. Victoria was fucking great. Yeah. Or we could go a little bit forward. Like, that, with that bird that was with JBL in cabinet. Amy Webber. Yeah, we bullied. Joy <laughs> uh, Giovanni, the other one. Yes. Uh, Christy Emmy. Christy Emmy. Where is she? Fucking. Other car What is she called? Diva Search Winner. Too bad. Jamie Summer. Where was she? This ain't no evolution. This is my man calling you out. There ain't no evolution. I want to see another one with the real women of the past. Bull McCarno. Can remember yes. her? Yes. She were. I think I'm sure she's still fighting on Indy scene like in Japan and that. Maybe not the Indy. I don't know what they class it. Because New Japan's Indy, isn't it? Oh, sorry. So it's Indy. Sorry. Sorry. Um, yeah, there's loads. Elsewhere, we go backstage. Sable, she lets Stephanie know that if she has to quit the WWE and quit SmackDown, she'd be more than happy to take over from her. So could you see SmackDown's next GM, Sable? Please, no. <laughs> see, the next SmackDown GM we get is a good GM. Yes. Yeah, is it Heyman next angle? Heyman next, is it? Yeah. Yeah. And then it was one of them to then angle afterwards, isn't it? I'm interested because I don't quite remember much of the angle. So I'm quite interested to watch that again. Up next, Tag Team Ascension. Yet again on the SmackDown Brown. How are we getting a payoff for it? This is the payoff match. We've had like five. Single match. Yeah, but they've always had payoffs and then they get back together and then something happens or Rhino gets involved in Benoit's field. It's Chris Benoit and Rhino. Um, Rhino tries to go, 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 but Benoit cross-faces him for the submission in around 10 minutes. I swear A-Train just appears out of thin air there. Well, what's A-Train's purpose at the minute? How does Benoit not see him or hear him running? Because if The Undertaker is getting put back into the world title field, Mm. what's A-Train doing now? But how's he appearing out of thin air? Because it's A-Train. Because that's it. They just didn't hear him. How can you not hear him? I wonder if he does make the noises. I wonder if at any point... Do I get a rumble? It's really dark. God, too. Do you want to hear it's the fucking derailer? He goes, woo! When he's fucking doing the kick. That would be amazing. Elsewhere, my Hardy is playing poker with the APA and protests their treatment of Bruce uh, while abusing Shannon. Uh, sadly, Farouk then, he points out the joke for the idiots in the audience. Um, it's like, we have a butler here, have you not noticed? And why is Farouk okay with having a black butler serving his white friends? <laughs> because they're, they're not colour. They're... Southern rednecks. Colour doesn't come into it. Other people have got colour. Farouk's in the eyes of old fucking John Bully Layfield. <laughs> Farouk's like a white guy. Farouk's like fucking curling white. <laughs> Farouk's called Frank. His surname is not a sad. Why does no one ever say... Uh, this is one thing that always gets me. Why does no one ever call Farouk Farouk a sad? No one ever brings up his surname that's got a lot of Middle Eastern connections. That's a good point. <laughs> I used to love Farouk. I said, he come out as this weird blue Roman-esque gladiator, gladiator thing, yeah, and with Sonny by his side. That's how we're going to get you over. We'll stick fucking Sonny with you. Did you notice that I did this picking up money up off the table? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, I've done a payday win for a while. I want to see more of Sean O'Hare. It's really irritating me that yeah. I'm getting more of Sean O'Hare. He just needs a manager. That's all he needs. 
they tried that and that's how Vince will see it but that didn't work putting a manager with him you put fucking Roddy Piper with him interject him in a feud involving yourself and Mr. America what about Hulk Hogan back with the WWE and from what I gather he's going to be in Saudi Arabia fucking yeah you know me Mark I like things that make the go mad and Hulk Hogan coming back in a country like Saudi Arabia they couldn't be more alike <laughs> Is he going to come out to real American? Of course he is. And the fans will pop. I'm sorry. Hulk Hogan, for me, someone that got brought up by oh, yeah. Hulk Hogan. I'd probably pop if I saw the big fucking racist porn star. <laughs> Let me tell you something, brother. Do you follow Kayfabe News? Yes. Did you see the article they posted not long ago? Hulk Hogan finally tells his brother something. <laughs> it's one of the funniest pieces of writing I've ever seen. <laughs> the pictures the Oh, it was brilliant. How they fucking superimposed Hogan's face. It was like an older version of uh, short-haired Hogan from the 90s in WCW. It's fucking brilliant. Um, we get a SummerSlam recap of Lesnar and Angle, but they show like the whole thing in its entirety. We get the whole match, which I thought was just a weird thing to give away on a SmackDown show. Even a Raw show to give like a 30, 40 minute segment away to show a match from a pay-per-view. I found weird. Yeah. Up next, Street Fight. Eddie Guerrero, John Cena. I like how Cena has to ask the referee for the rules as well. You gotta be kidding me, man. Anything goes in here? That's what this is about? I can use any of this? So I smash his head on this roof, it's okay? Anything goes, ain't no rules? Hit him on the car like that, it's okay? It's okay. I can use this? Through his head, it's all right? John, yeah, it's fine. All right, Guerrero, what's up? You want a street fight? You got it, boy. Bring it out. Bring it out, baby. What? Come on. This is my house. What? Now, can you remember? I like how they're calling this a street fight. I would prefer to call this an iron circle. Yes. Now, an iron circle, for those that don't remember, and if you don't remember, what the fuck? (laughs) Blackman Ken Shamrock. Had a sick feud back in like the late nineties. It was brilliant. Who can um, kick each other's head in Literally, yeah. And it, it, I always remember it was the Sunday night heat before King of the Ring '99. Billy Gunn's infamous King of the Ring victory. One of the greatest King of the Ring victories in the world. Said nobody ever. And um, it was they showed you as, as King of the Ring started. You saw what happened at Heat. Now at that time, the UK guy, you weren't getting Heat. No. Um, so you can only see what WWE would present you and you saw Steve Blackman working on behalf of uh, the, the man's kicking the fuck out of Shamrock battered him and then you got his match with Billy Gunn where he's, he's got blood coming from everywhere and that was kind of the start and then they got to the point where they had this weird iron circle match which is exactly the same as this you've got a ring of cars they're in the fucking car park but you've got mid-card level fucking nobodies sat on the cars like at the um, Blackman Shamrock you had like Viscera and Droz sat together and fucking Mark Henry and Albert just random fucking mid-carders um, but this had such straight away I just got so many flashbacks of that match but well, this yeah, it was the same kind of set weren't it this was fucking all mid-carders were all sat watching absolutely cheering. that's it but it just annoyed me that they didn't call it an iron circle match yeah. it was like they just had little things El Paso was it Latino Heat Street Fight yeah Latino Heat Street Fight so the match then um, Eddie attacks Cena for, from the car but then gets sent into a car Um uh, Eddie puts uh, Cena onto a hood and tries to suplex, but Cena reverses and suplexes onto a roof. Uh, Cena then raids a minivan and fires up a lawnmower. I did like how they started incorporating various fucking Mexican stereotypes yep. into the match. Straight away, a lawnmower. I thought it was fucking genius. Um, 
It's certainly not something you see everywhere, every day anyway. Uh, the lawnmower of death, though, that misses, but Eddie gets sent into another car and Cena grabs a shovel instead. He misses with that, but charges and gets dropped onto a hood of a car. Uh, Eddie misses with the shovel and opens a car door to knock him down and then chokes him out with a seatbelt. I like that spot. I did like that spot. I gotta, you got to feel bad, though, for the people who've rented these cars. Do you reckon they're like they're just not staffers' cars? cars? Do you like Vince just walking like admin staff? And like, gives you keys. Gives you keys. I'll fire you. Gives you keys. And he just goes down and sets them up and that. You're working late tonight. You're working another hour. Why? We're borrowing your cars. <laughs> oh, fucking Pete from accounts goes downstairs. <laughs> tries to get in his car and he's got John Cena's face print on fucking roof. <laughs> Eddie, he dodges another door and slams Cena's head through a window, uh, which I do. I granted they always use the sugar glass and the fake glass, which is always a good spot to see. Yeah. So I like the sound it makes with the glass smashing in mind if it's real or fake or whatever. Looking at you, Goldberg, <laughs> makes a good noise putting through real windows. Does old Bill? Oh shame it, man. Very fucking true. And um, Eddie uses the power of the windshield washer fluid to blind him, uh, but then charges and gets back dropped onto the hood for a two. Uh, Cena goes for the FU, but Eddie counters and hip tosses him through a windshield, which again made another fucking great sound. As uh, Chavo returns, though, and adds a shot with the weapon and a frog splash from another car, finishes at around eight minutes of fucking quality viewing. Yes. That's what I want from my wrestling. Shot to the midsection again, and Eddie Guerrero, Latino Heat, firing That's up here. Desperate, Guerrero's desperate. Hip toss. John Cena, spine first off the hood of that car. best matches fucking brilliant I want to see some more Iron Circle I want to see an Iron Circle championship 24-7 rules wherever these cars and if there's a ring of them it can be defended yes. as long as there's, a, there's got to be a random mid-card jobber somewhere on the hood of a car though sat waiting and then you can be defended just New Day always on a car <laughs> all three of them just sat on a car <laughs> eating fucking pancakes we're here for the Iron Circle. <laughs> I did, did you catch what Eddie said to Chavo after? I got a headache. <laughs> no fucking no shit. <laughs> fucking, even if it's not even real. I like to think maybe there is like, they play with them a little bit. It's like, we've got car roulette then, guys. There's nine cars. One of them's real. <laughs> Avoid the real one. Which one's the real one? Not telling you. Avoid the real one. <laughs> Up next, Eddie's. Yeah. It was the one that drove in. Yeah. Well, the only one that worked. <laughs> it was just a fucking a piece of scrap. Up next, Fallout from the poker game. APA versus Matt Hardy and Chad Amar. Close line from fucking hell. Ends the slaughter around three minutes in a total fucking squash. Yeah. Did you catch the Matt's facts? No. He rarely uses turn signals. <laughs> fucking criminal. So he drives an Audi. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, his entertainment system requires five remotes. <laughs> Sick. I like having to go on that. You call it in 2003 as well. I know. They were fucking massive. Doing a big deep telling. Yeah, size of it. Size of Huge fucking hell. Main event time. Uh, Vince and Brock call out Stephanie for her match. Um, but she goes low on both guys and runs away. But Brock brings her back in. But Kurt Angle makes the save. Oh, well, Brock, maybe next time. 
maybe next time. I don't. I am looking forward to the Ironman match, but we have now got two straight weeks in a row of build to a match. A pay-per-view match on TV. Yeah. It's not even like, it's weird. It's like you'd get more emphasis on the rest of the card at a pay-per-view. Mm. And we're not building to any pay-per-view yet. The next one's like fucking no another four weeks away. It's four. Five, four or five weeks away. It's just yeah. weird, weird. Do you want to hear a bit of backstage from the mouth of Dave Melzer and his cohorts? Yeah. Jamie Copper. That's a name. That's a name, little beautiful girl. Was it interviewed by Chris Yandek? Who? Some journalist. Uh, in regards to winning the 2003 uh, SummerSlam Diva Search contest, the interviewer discussed her possibilities long term with the WWE and possibilities of her being a wrestler in the WWE's women's division. Her fitness model, acting, and TV personality background was also discussed and why she entered the contest. She said she was a long time fan and uh, she, uh, it was all down to her aspirations to follow fellow Canadian Trish Stratus. I don't know if you're one of if you want to follow Trish Stratus in 2003 as we're at now. So you want to follow a bird that gets used as Vince McMahon's plaything, has to bark like a dog, and has to have a tag team called TNA. I like TNA. I, I do like I TNA. Look, I don't even have a fucking clue. I was like 14. TNA were like, yeah, Test and Albert. Yeah. What do you mean? Don't mean nothing else. It's Test and Albert. It works perfect. It's not the APA, the Acolytes Protection Agency. It's TNA, Test and Albert. <laughs> <laughs> it's what? Oh, <laughs> that's exactly how it was. Exactly how it was. And also, what could be bad news for WWE, it appears that Brett Lesnar may have suffered some form of knee injury after his match with Kurt Angle at the Richmond Smackdown brand house show. After the match in which Lesnar tapped to Angle's ankle lock, a trainer was brought out from the back by a member of the ringside security. Uh, the trainer removed Brock's knee pad and the bandages under it, so it looks like Lesnar was not able to stand on his leg at the time, and they say he needed assistance to make his way backstage. Now, this might be a legit injury and might just be Lesnar selling the effects of the ankle lock. So maybe it was more of a part of the show or it wasn't part of the show. It's, so I suppose, it was just part of the show. Yeah, I suppose. Was it maybe WB's way of trying to make people think it wasn't part of the show by immediately ending the show? Mm. Do you know what I mean? A bit of panic around Lesnar's injury. But maybe it was, I don't know. Are we just trying, thinking far too outside the box? Could it have been legit injured? We shall see. But overall, SmackDown, I thought it sucked. Iron Circle were good. Iron Circle, yeah. No, I t- yeah, I'll take that away. It didn't suck. It 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 it, it sucked. <laughs> Iron Circle was class. But apart from that... It's the worst match. Well, again, that was a pay-per-view is. match. The Iron Circle match yeah. should have been pushed as a pay-per-view match. And no mercy. We had the, the reason behind the pay-per-view match is because John Cena, like, nicked a tyre. Yeah, you could have built that properly over a couple of weeks. Eddie Guerrero, bring Charvo back before the pay-per-view. Or save that finish for the pay-per-view. But or bring Charvo back and have Charvo help Eddie look for, uh, hunt to try and find the car. And then yeah. build to the pay-per-view. But I think it doesn't help that they're doing this storyline now when they're in a SmackDown pay-per-view for another month. That's the worst thing about these dual brand pay-per-views. Sometimes you, when you've got eight weeks to book a show, sometimes they run out of ideas come week four or five. So they have to do the payoff then. And then we push on for something else. It's very interesting to see what happens at SmackDown the next pay-per-view with John Cena and Eddie Guerrero. Now, can you remember um, way back when, and it happened way back when, as in this weekend just gone in our timeline, of the report coming out that Vince, during a Tajiri versus Rhino match, 
Vince came out, cancelled it, and like just proper shit on it and turned it into like a bikini contest. Did you ever hear the, st hear the story? No. It was one I always heard. Um, and it happened during the, the, the weekend just gone. Um, basically, there's a house show in Uniondale. Um, and Vince McMahon, as I say, interrupted Tajiri against Rhino, calling it boring, and ended up prematurely booking a bikini contest. Now, the incident has sparked discussion backstage as to exactly why McMahon did it. McMahon, uh, was he watching the match from a monitor in the back, and did he become agitated at the quality of the match? Um, apparently, that's kind of more of a... Yes, that's what happened when a lot of the boys in the back have spoke to uh, old Dave Shearer. Um, basically, first we had Haas and Benjamin versus the APA, which was really considered bad, and Vince could see quite frothing at the mouth when that match was going on. Uh, with basically APA being able to keep up with the champs. What do you fucking expect? You've got Ebony and Ivory, who are like two collegiate wrestlers. They're like at the peak of their fucking years, going the up against, against a saddened Layfield. The, the old guys. Do you know what I mean? Granted, they're not Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Brothers of Destruction level old guys, but these are still in their 40s. Like, Bradshaw's yeah. got to be early 40s at this point. Farouk's got to be, I reckon, a little bit older. I do, I think, yeah. Farouk's got to be in his yeah, late 40s at this point. Maybe yeah. late 40s, coming, touching on early 50s. Um, so you can kind of understand. And then apparently the Rhino to Jerry match, which was all considered quite bad by Vince. Uh, but some believe that either Rhino or to Jerry were in on it. And others believe that Vince was playing a rib on the wrestlers by putting over his character. Um, but basically, either way, no one seems to be able to confirm. confirm what was the case. Was Vince pissed? Was Vince having a laugh? I'd like to think it was Vince having a laugh. Yeah. And it was like, I'm bored. I'm sat at the back. I'm bored. This match is not really particularly exciting me. Anyway, time for Raw. Are you ready? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is it a go-home? It's go-home time. Don't feel like go-home. 15th of September 2003. Uh, we see Bischoff and Triple H having a chat before the show as Eric wants his money on Triple H in a career-ending match. Um, no. Unless there's already reports or you know someone signed somewhere else. If they're not signed and it's a career-ending match, you probably know, you know their career's not going to be ended. <laughs> it's just it's It's one of them things that once it was done once... You know what to expect. Yeah. It's like a lumberjack match. Has there ever been a lumberjack match where lumberjacks have not got involved? Uh... <laughs> it's just this, you know what to expect, don't you? Um, we are live from the University of South Carolina. Your hosts, as always, are JR and the King. We see Jericho and Christian. They want Steve Austin fired. Uh, Christian's upset at being left off unforgiven. And on behalf of the peeps, we're also pissed off. Um, I know I've said it I love the peeps as a name for his fans yeah. and it's not his fans because it's like he's a heel Austin interrupts the protest looking to get provoked and armed with an announcement of Christian's title defence at the pay-per-view uh, and apparently he's drunk off his ass delivering, uh, judging by his delivery I think we've got touched this a couple of times I think he legit actually is just getting pissed I think he is just getting pissed and they're going right go on Steve go and get drunk Give him a few beers. Go on, wait. Here's your script. I fucking need a script. I fucking, I fucking love you. I do. And I have to love it. Just Austin's backstage. Fucking like Rob C. Nesbitt. Fucking hammered backstage in his fucking vest. Just constantly ah, fucking, going to Vince's gear. Ah, fucking Vince. I fucking love you. I do. You fucking. Yeah, we're we're gonna beat you up in a cage. <laughs> I'll tell you something, Vince. I remember when. I shook your hand at WrestleMania. It could have been very good for him. And then he sits in the corner and cries about his failed heel turn. 
I tell you, I'm just drunk all the time. Drunk all the time. So, um, at the pay-per-view, um, Jericho wants a title shot of Christian. Basically, the, the vitamin C are exploding. But first, he has to get through Rob Van Dam. And your match up next is Rob Van Dam and Christian. Uh, Christian lays out both guys with the belt for the double DQ finish at 8 minutes 18. I smell triple threat. Yep. Van Dam's getting a title shot. Yep. Um, we get the uh, video package hyping Goldberg, and it shows him beating Hogan in 1998. Uh, can you remember that? You seen it? Uh, the George Dome. Yeah, when he's also he's already US champion. Yeah, comes into that still unbeaten against Hogan, and oh my Very god! Very reminiscent of uh, WrestleMania uh, was it 89. Oh, with we're talking Ultimate Warrior. Oh, WrestleMania yeah. six, yeah, 990. Yeah, Ultimate Warrior and Hogan. I thought it's brilliant. It's the pop. The fucking pop when Goldberg won. Oh my god, wrestling was big. Do you know what I mean? Is you look now and even like you, it still like upsets me when you look at some reports from like SmackDown show over the weekend or whatever or the TV taping and they've got three quarters of the fucking stadium topped off. Yeah. It's like where did you go? Where did you go? What 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 made you that? Because yeah, I can see, but you know I me, mean, Mike. I've always seen the bollocks that is wrestling. I don't get offended by it. I find the funny and everything. I. I think it's hilarious. Oh, the, stu- the stupidest things that can happen, I find more entertaining than anything. Even in modern day wrestling. Like, I dick on, I've dicked on wrestling since we started this, but I love it as much as I hate it yeah. because I hate how other fucking sensitive and other passionate people get other entertainment. Well, I'm not watching next week. You still got yeah. it. <laughs> it's like, just because the, the fucking PWI vote so-and-so, the best wrestler in the world, well, why is he not and he needs to be It's bollocks. It's all bollocks. It's one person's opinion. It's what it's just bollocks though, isn't it? Like if if Vince McMahon tomorrow decides, right, uh, fuck it, I'm pushing Ziggler, this is it now. And Ziggler in the next ten years is going to be the best face ever. So and he wins every match. He gets booked to win every match for the next year. And he holds multiple he beats fucking whoever's gonna win out of Braun and Lesnar. He beats them, right? And we go with Ziggler as the man. If we're pushing him and McIntyre as this Shawn Michaels and Diesel. You could honestly see Ziggler beating Broad Old Rock. Yeah, why the fuck not? It's <laughs> McIntyre not, maybe. Yeah, but why the fuck not? It's not real. Why should oh, yeah. why should this kind of thing, Yeah, exactly. Why should Rey Mysterio have been world champion of anything? He's, he's like the size of a normal human being. Sport wrestling's supposed to be the land of the giants, land of the behemoths. So when mm. you have when you it's have like, yeah, uh, when you exactly and when you have like a vanilla midget like Brian or like a Ziggler going over it, why, why fucking not? But if I'm saying what, if you wanted to do that, then what's stopping them in a year? Uh, is Dolph Ziggler then being PWI's best wrestler in the world? Mm. Well, he, 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 we booked him to go undefeated all year. Fuck you, Kenny Omega, nah. That's just how it is. It's how it goes. Stop getting so oversensitive just because your favourite isn't the favourite of everybody else. Plus, if they were... If you want to be considered the best in the world, you've got to go to WWE. Up next, Spike Dudley versus Rob Conway. It's just another match to set up. Somebody getting powerbomb through a table for the pay-per-view. Yep. That's all it fucking was. All it was. But what you like thinking, granted we've not seen much of him so far, but Rob Conway. We've not seen enough of him to make a... But from what you've seen, Uh, can you see him actually breaking away from this and maybe one day doing the, the double turn on... Fucking the bell ends and, and siding with good old USA and being a new Lex Luger, a new Mr. America. I can't see him becoming a future NWA world champion. Mm-mm. No. 
Uh, meanwhile, we go backstage to uh, Snow and Coach as they're sucking up to Bischoff. Uh, but he says he's got half-naked women to attend to. Um, I'm kind of liking the Al Snow Coach mocking of JR and the King. Yeah. Uh, Coach even does the Vince McMahon move your lip to one side. It's like, that's so offensive. It's serious there. Are we going to give over mocking JR and his bell pole there? Do you know what I mean? It was like disgraceful to see back in um, WCW. Do you remember Oklahoma? Yeah. That was fucking... That was just Vince and Ed Ferrara being... A, Vince Russo and Ed Ferrara being dickheads. But why is Vince still doing it? Why does he still feel the need? Because Vince loves ripping the piss out of people. Oh, yeah, but it's... It's not for poor JR. I, I do feel so. He's the person that I feel the least, uh, the feel the least, feel the most sorry for out of everybody we've covered so far. And that's, I thought it'd be Katie Vick and then Al Wilson. I feel great sorry for Al. He got banged to death. <laughs> night of his life. Night of his life. What a bird like that. Yeah, well, you wouldn't want to go that way, would you? You'd rather bang, go to bed, and then not wake up. Not bang halfway through. <laughs> death or die halfway did you finish, through. Did he finish? That's the unanswered question, isn't it? That's the unanswered... Uh, Marie. Where's Marie on Evolution? Why didn't she come out and do a promo in a wedding dress? She should have come out in that battle royal on her and Tori should have had a stare down. I'm telling you. Where was Nidia? Where was... Well, fucking... Yeah. Where was Nidia? Jamie was backstage. <laughs> I don't know. It's a bullshit, this Evolution. Absolute bullshit. Uh, meanwhile, we get May Young and Muller. They're here uh, for the yearly Muller match. Um, which I'm sure will spruce up the old ratings. <laughs> what did she do last year? Can you remember? Power bombs somewhere? Uh-oh. Can't remember. She got three minutes. Oh, yes. Can you remember? She got battered by fucking three-minute warning. <laughs> so it's Victoria versus Fabulous Moore. Um Victoria looking quite nice in that level of get-up she's got going on, I must mm. say. Um, now, who could possibly want Moolah to have a match at 80 years old? Vince. <laughs> Just for his own entertainment. Vince sees, no matter what age you are, he still sees people as they were in the heyday. <laughs> he, just sees, he just sees some fucking That's why he's Michael's back. Because he still thinks Michael's is Michael's from 2003. <laughs> Does he realise Michael's ain't got no hair anymore? Probably thinks, oh, he's just trying to look like Triple H. Who's <laughs> trying to look like Stone Cold? <laughs> That's how he sees it. Where's that fucking goddamn cosplay Steve Austin gone? Paul! Paul! Uh, Victoria, she gets rolled up for the pin in 31 seconds by the fabulous Muller. Evolution! Evolution! Uh, Randy Orton, though, he makes the save on Victoria's post-match attack and then points out that she's a legend and he's a legend killer. So Muller gets an RKO. A great RKO. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving this legend circular stick already. I think he just says, walk up to Jerry Lawler and go, are you a legend? I am in Memphis. <laughs> okay, I was him straight there. Up next, Lance Storm and Goldust versus Rodney Mack and Mark Henry. And both teams have brand new rap themes. I, 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 I'm struggled because I quite liked what Lance Storm and Goldust was doing backstage, but we've seen none of this backstage on camera yeah. in the ring. They're just going to be another shitty, we've got no tag team, look at us. Like, look what you've got here. You've got Rodney Mack and the returning Mark Henry, who's come back as a beast. He's now in a shitty tag team match with Lance Storm and Goldust. What's that doing for anybody? Nothing for anyone. You're just proving it. 
the tag team division on Raw it's fucking dead. dead isn't it it's just dead it died at three minute warning for me I don't understand why A they never got the titles put on them they could have built it round them nope and where's fucking Jindrak and Cade they are just the ultimate job at tag team they fought last week didn't yeah. they yeah but why are they why are they not why getting involved in anything give me some storyline it's Smackdown's tag team division is going to suffer with this as well there's, there's no give me some tag team storyline at least like when you had the first time the Dudleys went after non-Americans <laughs> but it's just this storyline we keep using again and again and again and again and what's going to happen when the resistance fuck off like where's fucking Rosie and the Hurricane we're getting all these uh, these vignettes these yeah. segments but we're not actually getting an on-screen storyline and a reason to why they're there there's no reason to why why is Mark Henry back we don't know yet because he's not. He shouldn't be where he is. He should be mid card. But yet again, you've got all these mid cards getting put in tag team. It's just weird. It doesn't make any sense. The only good tag partner Mark Henry had was D'Lo. Oh fucking hell yeah, hell yeah. To be honest, I did love. When uh, it was, uh, especially when he drove that limo through in China. You no, know, see, I liked when um, he was trying to get Mark Henry's weight down. Just before Mark Henry's heel turn, back when like he's unforgiven, fucking ninety nine or something like that, mm. um, with Jeff Jarrett with the guitar shot onto D'Lo instead yeah. of Jeff. Uh, I remember watching that. I was thinking, fucking hell, Mark Henry, D'Lo's done all this fire. See, I love D'Lo Brown. I I was gutted when we we only saw a very small part of D'Lo Brown in our era. Like he was there at the start. He had his little blindfold match with Triple H, and then he came back with Fyodor Long. He was the original fucking and bugging, and then he, he's in TNA being fat. I remember D'Lo Brown got uh, announced as an Aces and Eights member. Yeah. I was like, people are dicking on it, but I quite like it, because I'm like, you better recognise motherfuckers. D'Lo Brown's here with his shaky fucking wobbly head. Um, the match itself, Mark Henry gets the win with a power slam in a couple of minutes. Um, again, though, like I said, it's, you're building on, we had this Landstone boring stuff, so Goldust is trying to make him not boring. Where does it go from here? You're just having a... You, you, there's no way they could have won because Mark Henry's just come back the last couple of weeks. Yeah. It's just, so you knew exactly who was going on. None of it makes any fucking sense. We go backstage, Orton and Michaels, they get into a confrontation as Maven slides into the background uh, to foreshadow his heel turn, maybe. Um, main event Maven is fucking up and down like a prostitute's knickers at the minute. Guess what he does at Unforgiven? Nothing. He's on the Sunday night pre-show. Guess who he's up against? Who's the master of pre-show matches. Hall always wears his gear. Stevie Night Heat, baby. Stevie Night Heat. Maven, main, again, main event Maven. I can't even get my words out. Main event Maven is going up against Stevie Night Heat. In the main event? In the main event of Sunday Night Heat pre-show. <laughs> fucking, I can't wait for that. And, fucking, spoiler alert, I watched it. <laughs> all right. I like watching Maven. I'm a Maven fan. Maven's one of my boys. He was underrated. They weren't. He was shy. But <laughs> this was all right. This is nothing though. Wait till he gets the night to run raw. Is it like next year's Survivor Series? 2004. Yeah. yeah. It's fucking. Oh my god. He gets better then. Speaking of Hurricane and Rosie and their little segments, we get a segment of Hurricane teaching Rosie to fly, uh, but he decides to call a cab instead. Yeah, I do say. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Molly Holly then, she announces a handicap match against Trish um, as though it was the most diabolical scheme in the history of supervillains. I do quite like-ish that Molly is trying. No one's helping her try, but Molly, I do love dickhead heel Molly character. Perfect. Mm. 
How she looks at the crowd as well, like she's better than everyone else. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Like the crowd Looking her. down for every on everybody. Then we get Shane and Kane, they come out to sign contracts and release forms for their last yeah, man standing match. Contract signing, what could go wrong here? <laughs> Which obviously prompts Shane to attack, uh, going low a bunch of times, uh, laying Kane out of a chair shot straight away, and it's what's going to annoy me about this whole thing, and it annoys me about Unforgiven. Um, Kane is looks so weak against yeah. Shane, so weak. It's Kane, the big red monster yeah. from hell. So weak against a couple how, of chair shots. How can the seven-foot monster from hell... The big red machine. Take a looking from little Shane or Mark. Little Shane or Mark, just because he can swing a chair and he can jump off stuff. But also, Shane McMahon, what I didn't know and only found out during this period, he carries announce tables around with yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? And I don't understand why it was there. <laughs> and no now team there either. And no black curtain. Why did it have a black curtain on it for what reason? <laughs> Do you fans fans are sat there going, I wonder what's underneath that tarpaulin. I wonder. Good spot though. It was a good spot. I love Shane going through tables. Why why have an announce table with no announce team and have that table on the fucking black tarp? <laughs> I don't know. What's that doing down there? I have no idea. Shane McMahon, those chair shots for the three long blows on Kane, brought the monster at least to his knees. Yeah, but all those, all those low blows there. Even, even Lashley's got a few of those. Now what? The hell? Let's oh, Come on now. Shane, save it for, save it for unforgiven. Shane McMahon, going up to the top here. I got a feeling he's not going to save anything. He said if he's going down, Kane's going with him. Oh! Come on, right. And down they both went. What is Shane thinking? Shane has his, his elbow right into the black heart of the big red machine, putting his own body on the line. And this is a small example of what I think we're going to see Sunday. And unforgiven. Shane McMahon is going to sacrifice his own body, his own heart and soul, King, if that's what it takes to win the match this Sunday. Last man standing and unforgiven. Well, you heard Shane tell Kane, look into his eyes, and as long as he's breathing in and out, that he was going to take it to Kane. And you're right. He gave you just a little, little sample here of what Sunday's going to be like. So up next it is uh, Divas time. It's Trish Stratus versus Molly and Gale. Molly go around gets the win for Molly Ali in around four minutes. But then Lita she makes the save uh, despite being fired by Bischoff a few months ago. Um, the crowd response is probably a lot less enthusiastic um, as you probably would think. But so JR is over Boone. Is that just though? Because what the division is at the minute? Yeah. It's like yeah, Lita. But. Leah's won. 
Come on, do you know my Rob Van Dam problem? Yeah. I have that with Lita. Yeah. Same. <laughs> really bad. The moonsault is just. Please don't punch people, Lita. It looks fucking stupid. Right. Evolution. Right. Please don't moonsault people. It looks yeah. like you, you can... could die. They could die. Yeah. I, 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 I used to really think she was good. When I was younger, yeah. Team Extreme, I used to think she was like, oh, Hurricanes. But that's that's why. She's fucking dangerous. We're going to see Lita and I Trish. Do, I do like seeing Lita. We're going to see Lita and Trish at Unforgiven. I do like seeing Lita and Trish. Evolution. <laughs> Lita and Trish. How fucking shiny is Trish Stratus in 2018? My God, that girl's had work done. Yeah. My God. Granted, the boobs have gone. She doesn't, look a she doesn't look a day over 30 and she must be like 45. She's gotta be. She's gotta be, do you know what I mean? She's MILF age. Oh, 100%. Good she's a MILF. Up next, Test versus Uncle Val. Uh, Coach and Shirley hijacked the commentary using Shane's destroyed announce table at ringside. So it had a purpose. If only they would have done that in reverse. Yes. Have them hijacked it earlier on and, and took over commentary. And it would have been pretty cool to try and have JR and commentary, uh, JR and Col JR and King commentate, but then have the audio of Snow and Coach keep coming, put, cutting them off yeah. and going over them. And granted, it would have probably come across as a clusterfuck from an audio perspective, but uh, yeah, I would have been down. It would have been funny as fuck. Or have them out there all show. On live mics and not commentary mics. Yeah. So they just sat there on mics so they could, the audience can hear what they're saying as well. That would have been piss funny. Like, I like the Leo Rush thing in, at the minute where he's got the mic when he's got a live mic as Lashley's fighting. Because that Lashley thing is so fucking annoying. It's brilliant. So annoying. Yeah. But why is Al Snow wearing a fucking shower curtain? Because right, they're not buying a cheap... Because he's king, isn't he? He's, he's trying to be the king. Shower curtain and toilet brush. He's trying to be the king. As I said, I went a bit ago. I love the little parodies that they're doing of him when they come out. Coach is like looking like JR. Goes out to his music, out to his music and everything. It's fucking brilliant. Uh, test the match itself. Test attacks to start and make Stacy take a seat at ringside. And does that how he doesn't let her go into the ring? <laughs> Sit fucking down. Uh, Stacy though she crotches test and Val finishes with a half Nelson slam at around three minutes. Um, it's just another one that annoys me where. The, Test, why are you, why are you losing? Yeah. Valve innocent on the fucking pay-per-view. Granted, I know it's, it's Stacey, but it's it got still... me thinking, Mike, are we going to see a Stacey heel turn? Maybe. I know Maybe it doesn't not. happen. It I know it doesn't happen, but that what got me thinking watching it this. should have been. I was like, are we going to see at the pay-per-view? Trish, do you know, we see uh, uh, WrestleMania? Jump in the timeline of it. Trish. Yeah. yeah, she turns on Jericho with Christian. I thought, are we going to see bitch Stacy? Because that's the only thing we've not seen in this. That'd be awesome. That proper douchebag Stacy. It's like low blood cider. Yeah. Allowing Tess to... Definitely. That's I would book it that way a hundred times. Because then you get evil Stacy being a cunt bossing Steiner the bitch around. Yes. And why did they... That'd be so much better. Why did they go that way? I don't know. I don't know. I would have gone that way. Steiner comes in to clean house, uh, sporting some bizarre camo pants, and it looked like, like John Cena of 2011. Yeah. I didn't understand Steiner's... After he dumped green. That's his casual wear. Jerry uh, Lowe, comes out to challenge Al Snow right here, right now, in an impromptu challenge that was already announced on WWE.com's preview of the show. <laughs> WWE. WWE. 
<laughs> I love 2003 WWE. So, up next, it is Al Snow and Lawler. Lawler gets a fluke roll-up for the victory in around two and a half minutes. And they called it a fluke roll-up. I don't know. I see Jerry Lawler beating Al Snow as... Yeah, that's how it should be. Yeah. Lawler's, for me personally, Lawler's a higher caliber of wrestler, even though he's probably got maybe five, ten years on Al Snow. But Lawler still looks in good shape. For his age, yeah. Lawler looked good shape. JR, he criticises Coach for not knowing how to call holds while uh, missing the finish, by the way, which was quite funny. Nobody yeah. picked up on that. Uh, Coach, so he lays out JR at commentary table um, to really build the heat for the main event match on Sunday. Um, it's getting a lot of... I, I knew it would happen as well. It, it always does. It did. The Colin uh, Lawler thing from five, six years ago or whatever, or maybe even earlier than that, uh, that got so much TV time. And the build-up towards the eventful... Uh, well, it wasn't even a pale They got two matches at the end, didn't they? Like, they ended up getting swagger involved and yeah. everybody else. It was just, yeah, it was a bit fucking too much for commentators. Uh, if you're going to have commentators, can you remember the um, bollocks we had right back at the start with the Fink versus Lillian Garcia in the evening gown match? Yeah. But that was like it started on one row and it was finished by the next. It doesn't didn't need to be dragged on and on and on and on. And this, I feel... It is already. This is like week dragged on four. It's dragged on already. Far too long. Main event interview time. Triple H comes out to celebrate the end of Goldberg and tries to coax the crowd into a Goldberg chant. But the fans are bored with the show, to be fair. And like, no one's kind of bothered. We're sick of these main event interview segments. Um, yeah, I think main I crossed... Match. The... Say again? That's what we made of it match. No, no, definitely. I, I... So we don't know because as much as you don't want uh, to see... Too much, like we keep saying, you don't want to be oversaturated mm. with Triple H, Evolution, Goldberg, Flair, Orton, uh, singles competition, tag team matches, three on threes, throw Shawn Michaels in there, throw RVD in there. I would have liked to have seen, go on show, I'd have liked to have seen Triple H and Goldberg versus Dudley's. I don't know, I'm trying to think of a, I'm trying to think of a, of a big, the bell ends, maybe. Just some random way to go off the show. To go off, uh, finish the, the month for the pay-per-view. Give Triple H a chance yeah, to uh, get some Yeah, not just Triple H in. to come out saying, bah, 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 Basically, that's what it is. Um, I am gutted because I've watched Unforgiven and I already knew what happened. Yeah. Um, it's the end of one hell of a championship reign. He has kicked the fucking living daylights out of everyone that's been put in his path. Unfortunately, he's going to come to the end with Goldberg. But um, we knew this would happen. Triple H he unveils a photo of Goldberg getting beat up at SummerSlam. Um, which Great camera. It was, yeah, fair play. Uh, and we get some footage of Triple H beating up Goldberg. Uh, Goldberg finally responds from the back. Um, heads out to the ring. Um, he says, why waste time warning him? He comes out and power slams Triple H, who crawls away. Um, a fucking power slam to finish. That got me. Yeah, why not Spear? Why not Spear? The Rock took multiple spears in the build-up to their match. Yeah. It's Goldberg walkout spear. Oh, why not Triple H come out and whack him with Sledgehammer? He's got a concealed Sledgehammer like, next to Ring or something like that, and boom, takes out Goldberg. Just a bit more of a... I want to see a bit of blood, I think. This is supposed to be quite the blood feud. Look where they went with the Elimination Chamber. Yeah. This is supposed to be quite the blood feud, and yeah. But that's it. Raw, done. Overall, thoughts? Are you excited? Not no, not excited for Unforgiven. I have been excited for any of these raw pay per views. I really am. The Go Club show is worse than the 
Raw after yeah, show. That happened last time. That happened last time the Go Home show was fucking worse. It's... After last time, it's happened That's this time fucking well. boring. If Raw had to be a superstar of the Rufus Aggression era, it'd be Katie fucking Vic. It's getting dead. fucked. It's getting fucked and it's dead. Yeah. Awful. So, on a brighter note, it's time for something that I know you yourself have been waiting for oh, yes. for a long fucking time. It's that time to build up to Iron Man. A pay-per-view match. The Brock Angle match. I'm on the fence. We spoke about at the start. I'm on the... I don't know. Because this just had too many advert breaks for me to get fully invested. That was the only problem with it, it I thought. It had far too many pinfalls. Yeah, I'll um, give you that. But it was great how... But Mania wasn't worked. Mania wasn't as good as people think. Mania's only remembered because of Because it's star. Mania. And the shooting star. No one remembers the finish. It's one of them, isn't it? It's shooting star. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, for Iron Man matches, for me, granted that I was brought up on that my first ever encounter with Iron Man was Brett Sean. Yeah. Which was brilliant because it was 60 minutes of um, just technical and just storytelling. It was six minutes of storytelling and then it had the end with Gorilla coming out and we get the time added on and obviously Sean gets to win. And then the next encounter I had with an Iron match was Triple H and Rock, Rock with Sean as the ref and the return of the taker in that fucking clusterfuck with DX and Patterson and Briscoe and every fucker else that was thrown into there. Uh, and then the next one the encounter is this which is now a TV match now you, you go I, I think on recent times it should times, have been a pay-per-view match yes. well, on recent times I think one of the best Ironman matches was the fucking uh, women's one in NXT yeah and that, that's going back some time the, four you, years nearly go even more recent times that fucking shambles which I did find piss funny at the time of Ziggler and Rollins with the crowd kind of taking over the clock the best thing was that once they take they took the clock away People were going onto the network on their phones and like watching the clock counting down. So you had half of the crowd that knew where the timer was and the other half that were just going Aah! whenever they could at any given opportunity. It was fucking brilliant. And then you got like the ref looking at Ziggler and I'm playing few of the camera. He's saying it was fucking worse when clock were here, bring it back. Um, whereas Iron Man's standout in the history of Iron Man's. I saw this in my memory as one of the better ones. But I don't know, yeah. I just. But let's get on with the rest of SmackDown before we get to the Iron Man. Because there's not much on a two hour show. No. One hour is taken away by an Iron Man match. So we are taped from Raleigh, North Carolina. It's the 18th of September 2003. It's the last episode of TV before the pay per view of the weekend. Obviously, this has got fuck all to do with SmackDown. Your host, as always, Michael Cole and Taz. Opening match Rey Mysterio and Chris Benoit versus Rhino and Tajiri. 619 for Rhino and Ray drops the dime for the pin at around three and a half minutes. Um, thoughts on Ray Mysterio coming back to WWE and confirmed he's going to wrestle in Saudi Arabia. Excited to see Ray again. Let's hope. Looks good, doesn't it? It looks good. Looks, looks better than he did last time. Oh, fucking hell. It looks better than he did in his run where he had to wear baggy trousers. Yeah. And that really enjoyed the 2010 world title run for all of half an hour before yeah. he won it and then lost it to Cena when he was wearing like red and white 
uh, baggy trousers. I don't like baggy trousers, Rey Mysterio. I'm hoping he comes back with some skin tight. It just looks better from like an aesthetic. WCW, yeah, time. just from an aesthetic point of view, I think it looks better. But yeah, Rey Mysterio looks quality, and I'm looking for if it's re- reports are true and he's coming back full time. Yeah, get him yes, on please. SmackDown. Get him on SmackDown, and and like I, I watched the matches him and Nakamura, and yeah, I'm down for more. I love Rey Mysterio. Like, he's the original fucking originator of. That, from my opinion, of the cruiserweight style that I'm accustomed yeah. to and I'm used to. Started you know in I mean? WCW. Fuck Sin Cara of the world. I don't want to see all that shit. I want to see Ray do that. He might not be able to go one, as good as once he did, but he can still do... Like He can't do the West Coast pop anymore. You know he can't. But that's why he's reversed it. And in this era, he kind of moves away from that and slowly incorporates more. He's, he's dropping the dime. He's, he's big splash. Up next, Shaniqua in a handicap match versus Tori and Nidia. Basically, for sure, there's no place for women's division on SmackDown. <laughs> there, there is not. SmackDown may be the A show when it comes to wrestling, but only males wrestling. Evolution! Uh, the faces, they attack uh, Linda Miles to start. Uh, Linda chops away, but gets power slammed for two. Uh, Shaniqua, she lays out Tori and gets a, another two onto Nidia. She pounds both of them, slams Tori onto Nidia, and then tosses her and disposes of Nidia with a powerbomb at around a minute and a half. It was mercifully entertaining. Linda Miles is quite... She's like a black china. She yeah. Looked her eight. She's solid. She's like over six foot. She's like... She's got muscle definition. Why are we not booking her as a... What's that fucking... Shayna Baszler. I like her being NXT. She's getting... But I want to see her against Ronda. They're friends, aren't they? UFC. In they're, a four, cage. they're the four horses. In a cage for the Steve's title. Elsewhere, the Vince McMahon clan tries to uh, get Steph to quit. Um, I don't understand why Vince can't just fire her. He hired her. Yeah, it's his company. <laughs> <laughs> he has the final say in everything. Up next, we get a review of the Angle and Brock feud. Now, this is annoying me a little bit. Because last week we got the full SummerSlam match. And now we're getting even more promoting towards the match. And I imagine before the match happens, we're going to get probably a promo package. The self-proclaimed world greatest tag team, Ebony and Ivory. Did you notice? They've upgrade, updated the graphic. They have. They have. We're finally using the actual on fucking title. On spot. Raw's still going with fucking 1980s version of tag titles. Um, against the returning fucking Los Guerreros, we've not seen Chavo in ring for quite a while. Of him and Eddie are going for the titles once more. Um, I always kind of like when you see a throwback to uh, a tag team feud that we had like two, three months ago. Yeah. Um, and then we see a little throwback on there and it's like, oh, I remember that ladder match. Oh, them good times. But first, before the match can kick off, we get a word from John Cena as he promises to win the US title next week on behalf of American thugs everywhere. I w- I'm ready for a Cena with a belt now. Yeah. I one. really am. I don't know if I want to see Eddie drop a title so soon as getting it, when, but... If this means we take the title off Eddie onto Cena and then Eddie gets even more of a rocket up his ass, that could work for me. Gotta say though, you gotta feel bad for Chavo. Because, talented wrestler. Yes. But when your uncle is Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero. That's the thing though, I always said that about Owen Hart. Yeah. When you're Owen Hart with your brother's Bret Hart, you're fucked, aren't you? You're never gonna be seen as the best. And that's the same with Chavo. He was never seen. Owen was the best. I, I did, but in the eyes of a lot of WWE and a lot of everybody else, it, it, it wasn't the case, was it, at all? Um, but yeah, Charvo, I, I think Charvo, though, he, the later years that it got, and it probably did help that Eddie passed away, that it allowed Charvo to kind of step out and to be the... I don't know, I kind of want to see it as like the, an Eddie Guerrero 2.0. Yeah. He carried on, like, ignore Kerwin White, 
which I thought was fucking brilliant, and I can't wait for that. Kill in white, they're probably the most racist thing to happen since Booker T in WrestleMania. But yeah, Chavo, I don't think he ever got the fully respect he deserved in WWE. Even when he was fucking ECW champion. <laughs> he looked like a jobber. That fucking match with Punk. He looked like a jobber. I was say, because he was in fucking Rumble that year. Yeah. You're, the world, you're a world champ of your brand. You're not supposed to be in the Rumble. <laughs> and the match itself, the Guerreros get the victory after the frog splash in around 30 minutes to give them the titles back. Um, so Eddie Guerrero is now a dual champion in the WWE. Yeah, boy. Fucking yeah, man. And fair play because I think the titles would have been put back on the Guerreros a long time ago if it wasn't for Chavo's injury. Of course. Uh, which obviously then this does allow, I imagine John Cena to take the title off Eddie Guerrero on SmackDown, mm. and then that allows Cena to go on to No Mercy and defend it against somebody, and the Guerreros to defend the tag titles against somebody. You think? In theory. <laughs> in theory. Up next, main event time, Iron Man time, Angle versus Lesnar. Now, I didn't quite know how to fucking note all this shit down. Uh, so I kind of just covered all the falls. Yep. Um, so Genius, the first fall. Um, the first fall. Genius. Brock, uh, Brock grabs a chair and wallops Angle for the first fall and then destroys him. Um, which, yeah, you're losing a fall. But you're weakening. But you're weakening your opponent. And immediately, as soon as the rest period is done... Well, yeah, yeah, fucking yeah! Rest period, what's all that about? Who has a rest period? No, you get on with it. Can I remember Iron Man matches on all SmackDown games? You get on with it. Right. Pin, pin, pin. You've been 20 nil up with 30 seconds, a bit ready to finish, yeah? Uh, so, yeah, I didn't like the rest period. Yeah, the deal with the chair, as much as I can see, it is intelligent, and yeah, you do lose the fall but you're weakening your opponent, but you do allow them 15 seconds to do fuck all. Yeah. There's that additional time to recover. And in kayfabe, that's a long time to recover, that is. A hell of a long time. Um, Angle, though, is dead weight, and Brock evens the score at one apiece with an F5. Uh, Brock keeps attacking and gets an ankle lock, but Angle taps to his own move to make it 2-1 Brock. Which, uh, which shows the ankle lock being strong move. Oh, definitely. Yeah, but it fucking would. Someone is twisting that ankle in the wrong way. It's going to hurt. Uh, Brock gets an F5 on the floor, and that's good enough for the count-out to make it 3-1. Um, with 40 minutes to go, I'm thinking, fucking hell, this is going to be like 10-9 or something. Do you know what I mean? They're rushing through all these falls. Um, we take a break, though, and as we're back, we get shown a replay of what you've missed while you were away. But why are you showing the replay? They're also missing the action that's going on right yeah. now. So it should have been split screen. Oh, 100%, 100, fucking a billion percent. Uh, Brock elbows Angle out of the ring and drops an elbow for a two. Um, Angle comes back with an angle slam out of nowhere for the pin to make it 3-2 to Brock at around 34 minutes. Angle slugs him down and gets a vertical suplex for two. Uh, angle keeps stomping him, but Brock hammers back on to get suckered into a German suplex. And then another angle slam is countered, though, but then so's an F5. Uh, angle gets an ankle lock in the middle of the ring, but the ref's bumped by Lesnar, and Angle gets nothing out of it. Brock goes low, he grabs the title, lays out Angle, tosses the ref into place. 4-2 Brock. We take another break, and we're back with 25 minutes or so to go. They brawl outside, Brock gets whipped into the stairs. Angle follows with a double axe handle onto the floor. Back in the ring, back up, and gets a missile drop kick for two. 
Angle Salt, but misses by quite a fucking long way. Kurt Angle's moonsaults are amazing, but when they miss, they're even more spectacular because it's quite the distance yeah. for him to miss. There's a lot of angle coming down for him to miss, and it always seems to be he overshots it. He never goes too soon. He just always seems to jump further away than he should. It's like he can't get the right trajectory, if that's the word, for his body to come over. But he all, when he does it, he does the rotation perfectly. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Uh, Brock tries a roll-up, only gets a two. Uh, Brock levels Angle with a clothesline. Oved suplex gets two. Angle comes back with another ankle lock, but Brock reverses and dumps him. We return from another break as Brock suplexes Angle during the break for the 5-2 lead, so we even missed a fall during the break. Yeah. There was no fucking need for that. We've got 18 minutes to go then, so it's 5-2. Uh, we go back to live. There's 14 minutes to go, so four minutes we've lost through the break and from them showing what's been going off on the break. So what happened in them four minutes? Fuck all, because it's TV. <laughs> Brock bounces Angle's head off the table, but Angle bounces head off the post and F5's Brock's knee into the post. Uh, Brock's in pain and Angle gets a half crab onto the knee. Angle pops up with a suplex for the pin with around 10 minutes to go to make it 5-3. Uh, so I'm thinking we're going 5-4 and then we're going last second. That's the remaining. We'll either draw it or someone will get the win. Something like that. Um, Angle gets the ankle lock on and Brock has nowhere to go. Um, if ever there was a time just kind of hang on and bear the pain, it's kind of now. Yeah. I know it's kind of a long way to go, but just don't tap. Just keep going. Fight it. Fight it. Uh, it, but they actually do the making of the ropes and pulling back and then Brock taps with four minutes to go um, so with four minutes left it's 5-4 uh, Brock he's just lost two falls hmm is it gonna end the time yeah is it gonna end the time or is it gonna end in the last couple of minutes I said is Angle gonna win another one and then maybe the last second Angle gets the victory you don't know with one minute and 30 left uh, Lesnar smartly runs away um, you can't argue with that logic though to be fair but there's only one minute left and Angle's are at disadvantage, so kind of not really smart to uh, just be doing rolling German. Surely you would just go on quickly for the Angle Slam again yeah. and keep trying. Oh, another Angle Slam, another Angle Slam. Just keep going with your best move until you get the victory. 30 seconds left and Brock goes low to slow Angle down. But Angle grabs the heel hook and Brock hangs on until time expires to regain his title as the uh, match finishes 5-4. And your new WWE champion. Angle has no one else to blame but himself. Well, I'm sorry, you come back in, you had loads of time and you started it in rolling Germans. He should have gone for a couple of angle slams and he could have won. But, yeah, best Smackdown match probably we've ever had, ever. Yeah. Ever. Match it, yeah. But, no. For me. Uh, for me it is. As much as it, it didn't impress me as I thought it would, I still have to go, match of the year is Benoit Angle from Rumble. Still cuts it for me, that. See, for me it's still this one. I said yeah. at the start that this is one of my favourite matches of all time. Overall thoughts on the match itself, the build-up. Um, like I said, for me, it annoyed me with how many advert breaks were in there. Yeah, it should have been split-screen. That was my biggest issue, that and the 15-second uh, periods. But yeah... Uh, but the action in the match was... Fantastic TV match. Yeah. But I think what takes away... The... If it was on pay-per-view, it would have been so much better. Oh, we're we talking match of the year candidate if it was on pay-per-view. 100%. But the fact that it wasn't, the fact it was on TV, and the fact that every time you tried to get closely invested, you were getting fucking cut off by a subway trying to sell you some foot-long bollocks. Are you excited to see what the next month brings? Uh, coming this, up, to, Yeah, as we go yes. towards No Mercy. Is Angle going to try and win the title back? Is new champ? New oh, we might have two fucking title changes by the time we get to No Mercy, where things are going. You never know. 
Overall, though, thoughts as a, a month, um, one of the worst a month, I'd, yeah. I'd probably say. I'd, I'd probably finish it. I love it. September because my birthday, but it's... <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably finish it by saying Raw and SmackDown both kind of went with the same storytelling aspect yeah. where their month's worth of shows were focused on Triple H and Goldberg, where SmackDowns were focused on Lesnar and Angle. Yeah. And on that note, do you want to let everyone know where they can find us on all forms of social media, Young Big Sexy? On Facebook, Twitter, at RAM Podcast. That is the one. And until next time, it is time for another Raw pay-per-view. Unforgiven. Will Shane finally be able to put a stop to Kane's Monday night shenanigans? We will find out next time. I've been Dave. That's been Mike. Until then, peace out, people. Stress up, I want it all, no less, so come on!